0: What's up, everybody out there in Internet land? Welcome to the Remote Gaming Podcast, Episode 17. The RGP is a podcast made by gamers for gamers and comes to you the listener each and every week from two friends who live on opposite sides of the country to bring you the hottest gaming news and industry insights, as well as an in-depth topic to culminate our discussion of that great pastime we all love, video games. I'm one of those gamers and one of your hosts, Joseph King. Joining me, as always, is a man who claims to be packing something bigger than a Cod Warzone patch download file. Kevin Corkum. <laughs> What's up, Joseph? How you doing? What's up, buddy? How's that? How you been?
1: I've been all right. I've been all right. So, uh, I mean, the, the latest news is uh, obviously my dog had surgery on his left knee, um, mm-hmm. which he got x-rays and follow-ups on, which is everything's healing great. He's pretty much out of the woods. And then yesterday, he's, his right knee started popping out of place. Which Jesus we kind Christ. Of, we <laughs> kind of knew that we were going to have to get it get surgery on that other knee um it just on the you know they grade the knee from one to four and he was like a two 2.6 on the left so we got that done but now his mm-hmm. right knee honestly is worse than than his left knee was at the beginning it's popping out of place i took him on a 15 minute walk that thing popped out three times so uh i called the doctor and we scheduled another knee surgery so Uh, that's kind of the, the latest news. And I feel like, you know, have you seen the, um, the TV show, the act, do you know anything about that? Oh, why does it sound familiar? I think I have. So it's, so it's a story about a mom who makes up medical problems for her daughter. It's horrific. And it honestly gives me like the biggest stomach ache, uh, when my roommate was watching it. But, uh, that's how I feel people like perceive me because like Jax is just, I, I can't get 100% a hundred percent healthy. It's like always something that uh, he has going on. But hopefully after this you, knee, it, J- it should Jax be, is it the, should be fine. He is the Carson Wentz of dogs. <laughs> he quite literally is. It's 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 insane. <laughs> I mean, he had a teeth problem. He had a nasal problem. He had just all kinds of stuff. But this should be the last of it, hopefully. And I wanted to get it done before the holidays um, because we're we're kind of planning on traveling down to uh, to the good old state of Texas um for christmas so uh we want him to be healthy for all that so hopefully uh if we get this done on friday he'll be six weeks he'll be out of the woods eight weeks will be right around uh well six weeks will be right around thanksgiving um which he you know they give you the nod to return to normal activity and Mm -hmm. then um eight weeks should be fully healed and that left leg has been doing fantastic the doctor did a great job on the surgery and uh so yeah that's kind of it with me what about uh what about you joseph
0: Oh man, I've just been kind of busy working, um, picking up a few shifts, and it's just been kind of crazy in the old EMS world. Uh, glad to be off today to talk about video games and get away from some of that real world bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, uh, hanging out with the family, my uh, stepson's birthday is actually today. Happy birthday, oh, happy Peyton. birthday. He, does, he doesn't listen to this podcast. He's not allowed, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, because sometimes we can get uh, quite uh, F-bomb dropping. On this mm, podcast, that's, uh, so mainly not, me. <laughs> no, I, I'm pretty guilty of it too. Uh, but anyway, his birthday's today, and uh, uh, this past weekend was his party. We got him a skateboard because he's wanting to learn how to skate. And oh uh, hell yeah, he saw he saw me and my friend talk about the good old skateboarding days, and has seen me recently play Tony Ox Pro Skater. So he's wanting to get into skateboarding. You know how kids are; every oh, it's yeah. flavor of the week, something new. And it's kind of cool because it reminds me of all the times that. Like, looking back on how my parents must have felt, how how much I changed my whatever the fuck I was into each week. Like, growing up, one week it's Ninja Turtles, the next it's Pokemon, and then the next it's skateboarding and things like that. And he's just kind oh, of yeah. in that phase now. He, he's turned 11, and uh, he was wanting me to help him get used to riding a skateboard, and I said, look... At 32 years old, with just having shoulder surgery, there is no force on this planet that's going to get me back on a skateboard ever again. (laughs)
1: That's smart. That's really smart.
0: But I'm having him uh, watch YouTube videos that Bucky LASIK and some other people have put on there, like the basics of how to skateboard. And he's actually he has surprised me how well he's able to ride the thing. I told him once he get used to balancing himself and able to ride it, I'll loosen his trucks up and let him be able to turn and manipulate the board a little bit more. But I wanted to get used to having balance. And he's actually done really, really well for never stepping foot on one before ever.
1: You know, I tried to skateboard and it just it didn't I, like as a kid, things came pretty naturally to me. Uh, I picked things up and, and generally tended to be pretty good at them. And skateboarding was not that for me. It was really difficult. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of quit. I fell a couple times and I was like, this is not fun.
0: (laughs) Yeah, same. I I, I got the best I could ever do. I think I learned how to ollie and land it one one time and I could ride the board, but I never it I was so uncoordinated, man. And I would, uh, you know, I was a skater kid. I hung out with all the skaters. That was the click that I had in high school. But I was just I was a poser because I just couldn't do it.
1: (laughs) That's really funny, actually. I didn't know that about you. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh yeah i was i was a skater kid i used to have uh hair down to my uh past down to my nose and i had a lip wow ring.
1: you had a lip ring oh my god yeah. i need to see pictures pictures <laughs> yeah
0: yeah i was uh really big into blink 182 and i got my lip pierced just like tom DeLong did oh uh, god <laughs> fucking terrible a days. boy he said see where you are you <laughs> <laughs> um what have you been playing
1: kevin So I, you actually texted me about Remnant uh, from the Ashes. So we've been playing that. I've been really enjoying it. Um, I played, since we played, we played probably about an hour, an hour and a half. I've played another Mm -hmm. hour, hour and a half. I really like it. I'm not even out of that first kind of world yet. I did maybe like the next little story beat and I walked around a lot to collect some stuff. But um, I I think the game is really good. The shooting feels good. Um, We had a great time playing it. Uh, it it's, kind of felt it's, like it's... the old Destiny days where, you know, mm-hmm. we were we were playing and you you run into the boss and the boss is very challenging and you have to die and redo it and all that kind of stuff. So I was, I, I had a really good time. I'm excited to jump back into it. I'm probably gonna play more today, um, but uh, yeah, I, 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 that's what I've mainly. You've been playing runnin too. I want you to talk about it a little bit as well because you have more experience. Yeah, I mean, I played on PC and I got uh,
0: almost, I think I'm think about a third of the way through on PC and I'm not going to play it anymore. I've uninstalled it on PC because now to play with you, I'll, I'm going to play it today with you and uh, pick back where we left off. And it, it's very fun to co-op. If you have somebody to play Remnant from the Ashes with, um, if you're intimidated by games like Dark Souls, don't be because it is um, it's it is like that. It is challenging, um, but it's just more fun because you can co-op the entire game together, not just the boss levels like you can in a Souls game. So uh, don't let it be intimidated. If you have somebody to play Remnant from the Ashes is now on sale on P uh, on the PlayStation store at nineteen Wasn't
1: it? Yeah, I think it's 20 bucks. Yep. Yeah, yep. it a good was deal.
0: free. A f- it was free a few months ago on the Epic Games store. And I think it's actually still on sale on Steam. Um, it's not. It, I think it's like twenty nine ninety nine on Steam. So, uh, if you can find Remnant from the Ashes, you have someone to play with. It's really fun. But uh, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to jumping back into more of that with you today. What else you've been yeah. playing?
1: Uh, so I started playing Genshin Impact, which is that uh, new game that's kind of turned into yeah, a phenomenon. I, and I,
0: I want you to talk about this. I've seen it all over Twitter. I've seen like bits and pieces of it. And at first, I thought it was just like you know those stupid fucking advertisement that like on YouTube. Let's play Rage Shadow Legends, like something like that, because I see right. that ad all the time. And but tell me, what is Genshin?
1: So it's really. I'm only... So I I reserve the right next week to come back and correct myself. But so far, I'm about an hour and a half into it. And you pick a character. It's very... Obviously, it's got that cool anime style. um, And it is a free-to-play game. And it is very similar art art style-wise and gameplay-wise. And even how they introduce the game to you to Breath of the Wild. However... It is... The combat system is much more in-depth just from what I've played. Um, I my character i think your character like is water i don't know if that's always the case but i have like water powers but then i also added someone else to my party her name is amber or ember or some shit and she has fire and she has a bow and i have a a sword and depending on different encounters obviously you utilize their talents differently but the physics are really similar to breath of the wild as well like you can light the grass on fire enemies react similarly as well um The game is just really pretty solid so far. The uh, controls feel um, good enough. They're not quite as smooth as I I would like them to be, but I'm I'm sure they will um, in time. It's just a little, it's kind of new to get used to it. But it's, I mean, it's free and it is well worth picking up. Uh, You know, it started on mobile and then moved over here to PC and consoles. The game is really good and I've, 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 seen a lot of reviews on it and people saying that they didn't feel like they're like 45 hours in and haven't felt like they've needed to spend a dime so it's not I was gonna ask how many how
0: how that's what I was gonna ask is how laden is it with microtransactions
1: it's not it's not you can do pretty much everything in game through just running around the world finding little materials that you need to craft better weapons and do different things it's pretty it's pretty fucking good and um it's i mean if it stays as big as it is i think it could honestly change the landscape of of the gaming industry a free a free to play game open world right that is is deep has a lot of depth it's not riddled with microtransactions, and people are loving it and spending money on it because the experience is so good um so i i'm really looking forward to seeing how this game progresses and how it moves forward i'm really excited to play more of it because it's just a really good uh way to unwind it's not terribly difficult the enemy encounters are are not terribly difficult it's it's a great palate cleanser type game it's something that you can come back to i'm feeling for a long time i'm really i'm really excited to play more uh but it did make me want to play ghosts of tsushima a little bit more um just because it's open world, and you know, I've I've been meaning to dive back into that, and and now this might give me kind of the um, the teeth to do it, you know, to really grasp in and finish Ghost and and do that as well uh, on the it side. Look,
0: it, it looks really cool. It's got like you said, it has that art style kind of of uh, the uh, Breath of the Wild. Um, it is very Japanese. Um, if you're not into,
1: I actually think it's an anime Chinese developed game. Is it? I Let's think so. See. Genshin Impact. I'm almost 100% positive it came from a Chinese studio. Uh, called Miyoho Games. Um, sounds Chinese. It
0: does, yeah. It's, it's a studio that has only developed um, mobile games. This is their first port to console. And it sounds like I'm wondering if they developed this in the intention of maybe breaking out of the shell of leaving kind of a a uh, mobile only studio to to kind of break into the console scene and it sounds like what they probably try to do is get with a publisher and nobody would pick it up um it is
1: yeah they just is self-developed and self-published that's awesome i mean it's a it's a great great story for the games industry It it's it, i mean streamers are loving it they're playing a, a bunch of it and um People, it looks cool. Yeah. I I,
0: th- I think I definitely will check this out. I think I might actually, you know, we I tried to play a knockoff earlier of uh, Monster Hunter of Dauntless, and I just didn't get into it. I wasn't really crazy about Monster Hunter either, and because I never have been, um, I would like to get into that eventually one day. Maybe me and you could play it if they re-release it for PS Five, and because uh, that's definitely a game that you want to co-op. But when Dauntless came out, I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of a free-to-play version of Monster Hunter, and it was off-brand and. I just didn't like it, but this is like off brand Breath of the
1: Wild. I like Breath of the Wild. I bet I would like this one. Yeah, and I don't like Breath of the Wild, and I like this one. So <laughs> you, cool. you know what I mean? And that's I mean, that's what I can say so far is that I'm autumn I'm already impressed with the depth it has compared to Breath of the Wild, which was kind of one mm-hmm. of my big gripes with it is that the enemies weren't interesting i didn't i couldn't do enough the weapons don't break thank god thank god the weapons don't fucking break Ugh. so yeah i'm i'm excited to, to jump into this and the last thing i've been playing is um warzone season 6 i've been playing a bit of this um, they've got a new sniper that's just unbelievably good and strong uh, no hit scan it's literally just point and click no bullet drop it's pretty fucking crazy um but it's really fun to use um, and, uh, yeah, I've just been kind of dicking around a little bit in Warzone. Um, it, it's it's fun, you know? It, it's kind of the BR I'm playing at the moment. Um, we'll, we'll talk about uh, a little bit of Hyperscape overhaul that's coming, and I'm, I'm hoping that someone gives Warzone a little bit more competition other than Fortnite uh, and Apex. Just there needs to be something a little bit fresh to put some pressure on Activision to kind of fix the bugs and... Get the cheaters out and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. All right. I'm passing the baton to you. What have you been playing? Uh, like I said, we've
0: been playing Remnant. I'm gonna play more of that with you today. Um, yes. I have been kind of taking a step back in time. Uh there's no Shadowlands has been delayed, so that was the one game that I was waiting for. And so we'll talk about that in the news today, too. Um, there's really nothing out right now. I'm like I said, I'm waiting to pick up Ghost of Tsushima until I get a PS5. Um, I have been trying to finish uh, completing everything to get the Platinum in Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain. Uh, this game came out in 2016. I played over 100 hours of it when it came out, and I kind of just teetered off. I'm very close to the Platinum. I've got 76% of the game completed now. Now it's just completing some of the missions that I've already done and doing all the secondary tasks. I have to find all the animals. And then that is it. And I will have the platinum. Um, nice. Once I've finished that, I've, I've got like a few dispatch missions, which are kind of like these uh, where you send soldiers out on their own missions while you're out doing things and they bring back resources and Uh, things like that. I I have a few of those left to do, but for the most part, I'm, I'm getting through it. I will get the platinum in this eventually. It's just taking forever. I looked at my playtime today and I am at 134 hours and 57 minutes of playing Metal Gear Solid 5. Whoa. Um, Once I platinum that game, I don't plan on ever touching this game ever again. Um... (laughs) With that being said, I am a huge Metal Gear fan. I have always loved the series and it's kind of reignited that Metal Gear itch for me. So I am currently on PS3. I have booted up the PS3 and I am playing through the Metal Gear Solid HD collection as well to kind of. Because they, yes, they both are Metal Gear games, but Metal Gear 5 to 2 and 3 are completely separate games. Even the mechanics to the gameplay, it's completely different. And. I am actually, I don't know if I'll get it in Metal Gear Solid 2. The platinum for that is kind of ridiculous. Um, it's known as probably one of the top five hardest platinums ever is Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty. But uh, I do plan on getting a platinum in Metal Gear Solid 3. I like that game more anyway, and it actually does. So I'm, I'm just trying to work through the platinums. I'm like, I love these games so much. My goal is always to platinum the games that I love more than anything. And so that's that's kind of what I've been doing is just playing some Metal Gear. That's it. Nice. And then... nice. Going through the, the motions of COD multiplayer, I like multiplayer more than Warzone, so I'll go in and play some gunfight and some TDM here and there. But that that's pretty much it as far as Call of Duty goes.
1: Yeah, I just went on a, a tear. I little right before we started recording this, uh, I, I went on a thirty-two kill um, game. Seven deaths with the new sniper. I was just wrecking Gosh. people, just destroying. I was wrecking people. I had the chopper. I had the gunner. The chopper gunner, you know, called in, and it was oh, the thing is so good. I, I love that new sniper. It's just so fucking quick and powerful. Love it.
0: Yeah, and the new VAL, uh, ASVL, uh, VAL assault rifle. It's the fastest firing assault rifle in the game that they added. It's really fun. It doesn't have a high magazine capacity, so it's not really good for Warzone, uh, but it is great in multiplayer. And the other day I was using that and um, the new sniper with a hollow graphic sight on it, and I was just destroying
1: people. Those guns are so strong right now. The, 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 foul, or Or the gun you were just talking about, the AR, that thing shoots through walls. Have you seen that?
0: Yes, I have. It can, yeah, it's, it's like it's, full it's damage nuts.
1: through walls. It's, it's unbelievable.
0: Yeah, they'll obviously get nerfed eventually, but yes. uh, um, I'm sure that'll be coming with the next 400 gigabyte patch. <laughs> We're going to move on to some listener mail. We actually got some listener mail this week from Josh and Trevor. First, Josh writes in. He says, hey, fellas, been a minute. I haven't had much time to listen to podcasts, so I had a large backlog of your show and others to catch up on. Many apologies. Josh, you don't have to apologize to us. We just appreciate you listening to begin with. Uh, He writes, in response to an episode a few weeks ago concerning the Madden football franchise, it being basically a re-release of the previous year's game without many changes besides updating rosters, what are your thoughts on it being a games as a service model? My thought is that it allows the game to be updated regularly, roster updates, trades, sponsor banners in the stadiums, etc which will hopefully justify the cost of less than or equal to $60 a year and encourages EA to roll out regular updates funded by a steady cash flow at the consequence of losing subscribers' season pass purchases. If the player base is unhappy with the product, I don't know, just an unrefined thought that came to my head. Also in reference to this episode, the Madden I still play is Madden 06, terribly outdated, featuring such notable rookies as Alex Smith, Aaron Rodgers, Thomas Davis, (laughs) Frank Gore, and... for you, Joseph, Philadelphia Eagles rookies such as Trent Cole and Reggie Brown feel old yet. Anyway, this game was the first yes. to features Superstar Mode, which allowed you to create player position, and its attributes were determined by traits from your parents. All I do remember that you created you 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 picked like your you created your parents first right. in Career Mode, and um, however that mode, I've spent more time in perhaps the Mass Effect series. Um, goes on to write. Uh, player growth progression systems that I believe EA has come out with in a Madden game. Josh, thank you for writing in. Um, yeah. I have said that a games as a service model is the way they need to do what Destiny's doing. Like as a football game, like I feel like they maybe update your engine one last time and release one release that you just continue to support over the next five to 10 years.
1: I don't know why I they don't do agree. that. I don't know either. If they if they, you know, if they were like now instead of Madden, you know, it's not gonna be Madden twenty two or twenty one or whatever, we're just it's just gonna be Madden. And you pay ten dollars at the start of each new season for a roster update, that I would keep it on my PlayStation, you know, indefinitely and, and play it all the mm-hmm. time. I just can't pay yeah. sixty dollars for for a game that I, you know, at least at least if they went to the games as a service model, they would have an excuse for not
0: you know innovating mechanics. every
1: year because it's yeah. it's a service game. So this is the game and we're going to make improvements and refinements here. But, you know, you, when when you release a new game, you expect it to have some sort of new flair, right? And these games just fucking don't. And it's sad. And they need to fix it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's
0: it games as a service for Madden is how it should be until enough time for technology and leaps and advancements have passed to where just like release release Madden every four years. You know what I mean? You don't have to yeah. do this yearly approach to it because that gives you time to significantly change the game and improve the mechanics of it instead of just copy and paste every year. I completely agree with you. Our next email comes into us via Trevor. Trevor writes in again. He says, sup, nerds, hear me out. Kevin, I already know how you're going to feel about this. You're not going to like it. But uh, the age of the age of having games on a physical disc has been fading out over the past few years. I wouldn't be surprised if by the end of this console generation, the games will be 80 to 90 percent digital only. This really bums me out. I'm a disc purist and I get the feeling I'm a lone wolf with my opinion. There's something about collecting my favorite video games and putting their cases on display for many years to come that I love. I remember my grandpa's huge VHS collection of old Westerns and how cool it was to pour through them. I hope one day my kids and grandkids will get the same feeling with my games ranging from any SNES to current gen. It'll be a lot more satisfying than looking at my digital library and perhaps make them want to play some classics with my old ass. What are y'all's thoughts, Trevor AKA Trevolution, aka Big Daddy Trev, aka Joseph's <laughs> Overwatch Coach. <laughs> Thank you, Trevor. Kevin, what do you feel about disc owning discs?
1: I I completely respect where, where Trevor is coming from with this. And if look growing up my mom's pretty much a neat freak so i wasn't allowed to display a lot of things we had you know the the cases um of games and i i I never really kept the box um so that has you know that that is what it is i still have all of my old game collections from my dreamcast and genesis and uh Mm -hmm. all those old ps2 games everything i haven't thrown anything out but they're all in cases or sleeves to some extent not the not the um Obviously not the Genesis, the cartridges. The, those are just you know hanging out. But I, I, there is something really beautiful about what he said in the, in the sense that you know he wants his kids and his grandkids to look through and and, and have it be a really cool collection. And and I I get that. I, I know that people love to display them, loves to show they love to show them off. Um, I just think unfortunately the way we're headed right now is that that's just going to be a relic of the past. And I think everything's moving all digital. Um, for better or for worse, I'm not. I'm not really sure if it is for for, for the better, but I know personally that that's the route. I'm, I'm just gonna go ahead and and go that route, right? I've I've had the PS4 for a long time, and I have the Switch, and I have not bought a physical game in well over a year. I'd say everything that I've got is digital, and that's not by you know, it's not by design. I've not said, I'm going to go full digital. It's just easier, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's just easier to download it. I can buy a game, download it and be playing it in an hour, uh, rather than going out to wherever you're going to buy the game or ordering it online and waiting and then having it update and then doing this, and doing that. It just, it, for me, it's easier and it's, uh, you know, I can move them on and off anytime I want. Um, I'm a little worried about the new storage on the, on the PlayStation five though. Uh, it's rumored that it's only going to have like 650 gigs available out of the one terabyte, which if, if that's true, that's fucking egregious. Um, and I can't wait to, to, uh, riot, but I, we'll, we'll see. But I, you know what, Trevor, I, I, I do completely understand where you're coming from. And, uh, I think honestly, you'll see physical discs through this next generation. But I do I do feel that developers are going to start releasing their games digital only. So I think... I think that for the majority
0: of this generation, everything major will be on disc. Um, the thing you're seeing, obviously, both of these consoles have a version that is discless. And um, I do think the future is going to be to where we don't get it on a disc because there's no point in it, right? When you get a game on a disc, a most games have DLC, they have expansions, they have downloadable content, everything that all you're doing with that disc is just saying, Hey, here's the license that takes you online to download the game from the store. It's nothing is stored on that disc anymore. That's just not how it is. Um, and you have to have the disc in place to play because it's the same as when you pay for a digital online, you're paying for that license. You have to have proof that you have the license and when you have it on disc, that's, that's why you have to insert it every time. Um, I do totally understand where Trevor's coming from. I completely agree with him. I used to like collecting all my discs. Um, once me and uh, my wife got together and we moved in, I sacrificed some space and things like that. Cause she has a ton of movies and DVDs and Blu-rays and so we, I didn't have the space for the video games as much as I used to. I think the last game I bought physical was dark souls remastered, uh, just because I had dark souls two, three and bloodborne all on disc. And so I'll probably get, um, cause I am getting the, the disc drive version of the PS five. I'll probably get demon souls just to have all the souls right there displayed. So yes, i I do like displaying some games, um, I have the Metal Gear Solid HD collection on PS3 and then I have Metal Gear Solid 5 and Ground Zeroes. So I like having those games that I've and I have all the Uncharted's on discs. So I I don't know, like I don't necessarily go out of my way to collect them. It just somehow ends up that I do for certain games. I do get physical. Um, Let's get physical, physical, uh, physical. Um, But. Yeah, I th- I think both of you guys are onto something. I think here towards the end of the generation, I think if there is an iterative console of these of the PS5 and the Series X, if there's an upgraded one, it, both of them will be digital only. I bet.
1: Yeah, I, I I'm I've kind of already grieved uh, the fact that I won't be owning physical discs, um, and it's just it, yeah, you're right. I have all the Uncharted's. I have, um, you know. A lot of a lot of games I have on disc that uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ever going to really use them again the way I I, I did. It's just uh, you know there are a lot of games Change, already that changing changing of the times. Only. Yeah, hmm. and and changes changes are coming, and it there's pros and cons, and I think. I think the cons are that you're not going to be able to have cool display cases and you're not going to be able to show them off. And and there is something about physically holding uh, a game in your hand uh, and that, you know, the sound it makes when you open up the case, you know, for a for a strict nostalgia factor. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Let me ask. We'll see how it goes. Let
0: me let me ask you a question, Kevin. When is the last time you put a CD in a to listen to music?
1: Oh my God! Never. I. I mean, literally. I. Jesus. I was probably in middle school. Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah. I. I probably last time I listened to a CD was maybe two thousand and ten. At least it's yeah. probably been over ten years since I've put a CD in a CD player to listen to music. Um, because I had a Zune when those first came out. I had MP3 players. Um and then i you know switched to spotify launched in, i think like 2012 or 2013 11
1: 11 2000 yeah some and i've
0: had uh, my i've had my spotify account ever since it became a thing so and i don't listen to anything but spotify so yeah it's it's weird like i th- what i meant to get with the point of that being is i think eventually games are going to be like that mm-hmm. when's the last time you really Put a Blu-ray in to watch a movie.
1: Yeah, I can't. Either.
0: So I think I think digital is just the way it's going. We see it, uh, the writing in the tea leaves with things like Netflix and Hulu and HBO Max and Disney Plus. Um, the, those are the things I, I subscribe to everything I just said. I did, There's no reason for me to have cable. There's no reason for me to have anything else. And um, yeah, I think probably games are heading that way eventually as well. Agreed. Plus, you think you think about it. I mean, once video game companies no longer have to use plastic and, and, and make these things, hopefully it'll help out with the production cost of gaming.
1: Yeah, and it will help the environment as well. There you go.
0: Saving the world one video game at a time. <laughs> Let's kick it over to the news. We got our first news story here. We have how many items do we have today? We have seven ish news items on the report today first news item comes via vg247 of dom pepiat i hope i pronounced that right ghosts of sushima is getting its update. Developer Sucker Punch has revealed that free game update Legends arrives on October 16th. Revealed earlier this year, Legends arrives alongside version 1.1 of the game on PlayStation 4 and introduces a slew of new features to the title. This update brings the launch of Ghost of Tsushima Legends, a brand new co op multiplayer mode inspired by Japanese mytholo- mythology, as well as excited new updates and new game plus for our single player campaign. In the online portion of the update, Ghost of Tsushima Legends, you can fight side by side with your friends and you'll be able to play in a two player story missions and four player survival missions as well as a raid that will release in the following weeks. Kevin, are you excited about this?
1: Absolutely. I mean, this is fucking awesome. All this content for free. It looks really great. The combat is so solid in this game. You're going to be able to, we're going to be able to run through it together. are going to be able to, it's, it's going to be huge. The raid is going to be really fun. Um, the customization, uh, there's like a one and a half minute video that PlayStation put out, kind of previewing everything. And every single thing I saw was like, yes, yes, yes. It. They're just, they're adding... Really good quality of life updates, not only, you know, for the new multiplayer, but for the the regular base game as well. Um, One -hmm. thing that's a little annoying is is the way you have to manage your outfits, like your equipment and stuff in-game. And now they're fixing all of that by just letting you have custom, um, like essentially custom outfit loadouts. um, So you can just switch between them easily. Um, Yeah, it's Sucker Punch is knocking it out of the park and I cannot wait to get my hands on this multiplayer. I'm I'm honestly more excited for the multiplayer than I am to jump back into the single player. uh Just because I think it's going to be really fun and expansive. And I think the community of gamers who are going to play this game are going to be fantastic. Um, You know, you're not going to get a bunch of shitty call of duty players, you know, who are just trashing people in the lobby. I think you're going to get a really good, um, Bunch of people playing it involved and spending, hopefully, hopefully, spending money in game to support these developers because they deserve it.
0: Yeah, I, I know I had said that I'm going to wait till Ghost of Tsushima comes out for PS5, but so far there is nothing that has been released that says when and even if. I mean, it's coming to PS5, uh, they haven't even stated it if it is, and I'm sure it will, but. You know, this update alone might make me purchase it a little bit early to burn through that campaign so I can play with you.
1: Yeah, it's... uh, I'm very, very excited about this. What's up next, Kev? All right, this is very exciting news. Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Remastered drifts out next month. This comes from Natalie Clayton over at PC Gamer. Time's up. That Need for Speed countdown just ticked off its last second with the official announcement of something that we all kind of knew was coming. A remaster of decades-old Cops and Robbers Car Chase Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. It's worth noting, this isn't a return to the 1998 Need for Speed 3 Hot Pursuit, or its known 2002 sequel, which is my favorite. Rather, this year's remaster returns to the 2010 remake's Seacrest County for high-speed chases and asynchronous competition with full... Crossplay, racing off next month remaster launches with every every piece of Hoppersuit dlc content that was locked out of the original pc games release cross-platform multiplayer has been introduced and a whole thing has been given a facelift um it's hardly where the uh it's hardly the most groundbreaking visual overhaul granted remasters still will run at 4k 60 fps with higher resolution textures and shadows longer draw distances and busier environments the remaster will also boast some smaller new features, including new car colors, achievements and improvements to the photo mode and gallery. This is really good news. Um, I love the need for speed hot pursuit. That's it's my favorite. Um, it's my favorite version of the need for speed games. Uh, I just really like the way they play. I love the whole cops and, and robber type type deal. Um, I'm I'm very excited about this. I'll probably pick it up. Uh, day one, honestly, um, depending on finances, but I, I, I love the, I don't play a lot of racing games, but I played the 2002 version of need for speed, hot pursuit. I think it was need for speed. Hot pursuit two was the one that came out in 2002. I probably played 200 hours or more of that game. I loved it. Um, Something about the way it controlled and, and how fun it was to just like run away from the cops and get in these crazy battles with you know the chopper overhead and you're you're hitting people and then you know when you're the cop and you're just slamming these people it's so much fun i i really enjoy need for speed what about you do you play need for speed games i don't know if we've ever talked about it you know the last need for speed i did was what was the one that was
0: kind of open world that they came out with that oh
1: uh, um uh, I've, i played that one too uh fuck. that
0: it was their last it was the last one, I think, and it was fun, and i did I didn't play too much of it um but the one that I played the most was and I commented when i the news broke on this because obviously most need for speed fans this is the the pinnacle in most fans' eyes is this is the best game and i I was kind of trolling but halfway not when I posted on their twitter page, and I said uh high stakes would have been better. Um, I played Need for Speed High Stakes. Um, very relatively unknown because Need for the first one or the the one this one here did so well. Um, not many people bought this one, but I liked it because I have so many fond memories of playing high stakes on my uh my old, old PC back in the day. And uh it was just very cool. There was like this one area that um uh, that was like it was in Aspen it was in the mountains and I just loved racing through the wintry snowy mountains and seeing the, the lights glistening at at nighttime off, off the town and things like that, that that was the last need for speed game that I really dug my teeth into. And that was like on the PlayStation one and PC back in like 99. We
1: just need burnout. Now we need them to bring back burnout.
0: My, my racing game of choice has always been Gran Turismo. So I'm excited for the new one for PS5. Uh, I played the shit out of Gran Turismo 3 and 4 on the PS2 back in the day. And then haven't really touched it since because 5 was just not that good. Um, so, But I'm really looking forward to G- Gran Turismo for PS5. And I know our Xbox fans listening love some Forza Horizon. I've played uh, Forza Horizon horizon i think they're up to what's for the regular main series is forza 7 now i think um but those games are really beautiful and really fun too horizon oh, yeah. was cool i like the uh, have you ever played a horizon game
1: i have i've i mean i've played it like in a store i i haven't played it uh, on an xbox yeah the uh the one that i had uh
0: uh played was the forza horizon that's on games pass. And it was, it was really fun because it it does like this open world kind of thing that you would drive across the map to certain races. And Forza horizon is really fun too.
1: Yeah. I'm not a big racing SIM guy. I like the arcade racing games.
0: So the one, what was the one, like uh, it was in the arcade and it was the, it was the red, like Ferrari that you would drive, you know what oh, I'm talking shit. about, right? And you would yeah. drive by the beach and all that. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. was those. So arcade games like that. I love, they re-released something similar to that on the switch. Um And I cannot for the life of me think of that game, I but can't, it was, I it was really Sega, Right. That did it. Yeah, it was, it was a Sega game.
1: Yeah. I don't remember, but,
0: uh, n- number three on the news. Number three comes to you. Call of Duty is too fucking big. This comes to you via PC Gamer, via Jody McGregor. Remember when system requirements for Call of Duty Modern Warfare recommended 175 gigabytes of free space and we thought that was a lot? What a long time ago, that seems now. Then in August, an update pushed it over 200 gigabytes, which we suggested was a bit much. And now, as at Battle Nonsense has pointed out on Twitter, Modern Warfare no longer fits on a 250 gigabyte solid state drive and will not update if you have one. Like, it's 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 reached the limit. And this is just insane to me. The fact that this game, they cannot compress the files to to i it has to go with the development i don't think that this game was originally developed to be this big and because obviously they're not allowed to it seems like they can't come they cannot compress files
1: i have no idea what would the would is, but it's it's horrible it's horrible but
0: like right now it takes up on my pc let's see how much uh drive space it is taking up <laughs> Uh okay. Two hundred and seventy-six gigabytes. Holy shit. Yeah, that's kind of absurd. <laughs> Just a tad. Yeah, I, I I don't I don't know what they're thinking with having um like what what do you do? Eventually, because they're they plan on supporting Warzone into the into the next generation, right? there's going to be people with PS5s that Warzone and something, one other game is all they have.
1: Yes. And I think that That, will be the end of Warzone. I I truly think that people are not going to want to have that much space being taken up anymore, and people are going to uninstall it out of just pure, I don't want to do this anymore.
0: Yeah, I mean, who wants to play the same game into a new generation? I mean, yes, I'll probably dip into it here and there, um, but I, I don't see the point in owning that for. Too much into next year. Yeah, I, I, I don't know.
1: I, I, I don't think so either.
0: Number four, Kevin. You've talked about Genshin already. Talk about those
1: numbers it's pulling. Yes. Hold on, my mouse. There we go. So this comes from Dom Papayat. Papayat. At yeah, I VG couldn't. I couldn't say it either. Seven. <laughs> we're gonna. We're gonna try. Uh, Genshin Impact has racked up and confirmed a uh, confirmed 17 million downloads on mobile devices alone in the four days since its release. The game, a free-to-play action RPG that caught gamers' eyes last year thanks to the similarities it shares to Breath of the Wild, has already been a huge success. Mobile performance, mobile performance analyst site App Annie shared some of the game's impressive stats to Twitter. The analyst states that the developer. has achieved 17 million downloads on mobile alone it is the biggest international launch of a chinese game the industry has ever seen according to gamesindustry.biz the game also released on ps4 and pc but but specific uh, numbers for those platforms have not yet been made available uh daniel Ahmad, Senior Analyst at Nico Partners, estimated the game to have made a staggering $50 million in its first week. The bulk of that cash reportedly comes from China, Japan, the U.S., and over 5 million players that are thought to have come from outside China. Word of mouth about Jay. the title <laughs> continues to spread thanks to a series of accessible features, cross-progression, co-op, and more. Besides, it makes sense that we all see a game grow even bigger in the days and weeks to come so uh yeah that's on mobile alone i can't imagine if you start adding pc and ps4 numbers what that's going to look like it's going to be wild probably
0: Oh yeah, I like you said earlier. What a success story for them because most of the uh, most video games, including mobile, that come from the East uh, are all Japanese. And this being a Chinese game, I think is huge for them. Um, Hopefully, it is met with good intent. I know a lot of uh, mobile developers have so many um, uh, poor microtransactions that just kind of are fueled by greed. But this, from everything that you said, just seems like this is just a really fun game. That hey, if you want to spend the money, it's there
1: yeah I it, it I'm very, very impressed. I think you're gonna see a lot more about this game coming up even as, as they up excuse me as they update it and do all kinds of stuff that they inevitably will. I mean cross progression I mean, between between your PS4 and your phone is huge
0: yeah and and you know the word of mouth and and the advertisement that they're doing uh for this game is working, obviously because I have barely seen it. You talked about it, I went and looked at some pictures, and now, after this podcast, I'm gonna go download it. so uh they definitely are uh succeeding at what they're setting out to do
1: yeah i'm I'm impressed and i will i my eyes will be peeled on this game.
0: Speaking of being peeled on a game, your game Hyperscape already being overhauled 3 months after launch. This comes to you via IGN.com by Wesley Leblanc. Uh, Ubisoft is overhauling hyperscape just three months after the game's launch. Hyperscape was released back in July as a free to play battle Royale on PC. It eventually made its way to console in August, but the game console did launch, did not achieve high expectations per Ubisoft for which was set. The studio said it is aware that it also didn't meet player expectation either. And as a result, the studio is working on a large overhaul to the game's combat game modes, player goals, and more. Um, While July's launch and open beta on PC were successful, we were not able to achieve the high expectations we we set for ourselves with our full console release that followed in August, a HyperScape developer blog post reads. We also know that we fully didn't meet expectations of our players, so we are taking action. We have more work to get there, but our team is fully committed to the challenge. Now, my problem with this game was it did feel, I don't know, like it just felt cheap, it felt rushed um i did like how fast it played um i did not like the art style i felt like it looked very tronny blue too blue and just a little just kind of boring
1: yeah i i agree with you i i've played i've played a good amount of it actually i've probably put about 20 hours uh to 25 hours in and Mm -hmm. the game has a really interesting and i I think i said this on the podcast is that i think it has an extreme amount of potential um and i think it has the potential to be an insanely fun arena style battle royale Mm -hmm. but they need to fix how it feels on console doesn't feel good to play uh the it just doesn't feel right the art style i don't have as much of a gripe with it uh as you do however it's a. It feels a little chintzy. Um. It feels a little rushed. I. I think the weapons feel fun to fire. They feel good. Um. The fights that you get in are dynamic and interesting. They just don't. Um. They just. It can't. It can't compete with the big boys. And it. It needs to be overhauled. They need to do. Um. A massive overhaul. I think on like their progression system. I think that's shit. Their battle pass sucks. Um, I think they need to keep player engagement higher. I think they need, and I I think the way to do that is to make it more fun to play. You know, like they just, they need need it to feel better to play. And Mm -hmm. I think it probably feels much better on PC than it does on console. And I think that's a massive issue, massive issue. Uh, because if you go on and you watch people play in the game, it's all PC players. There's no, no one's playing this on console when you can play. Warzone oh, I bet the lobbies feels, are dead. oh yeah. I can't even imagine. I literally uninstalled it today. Um, before I even put the article in, uh, cause I was just cleaning up room on my PlayStation as one does, but it's, it's unfortunate. It really is unfortunate because I, I, I think the game is solid and, um, well, I think the game has a solid foundation, let me correct that. And I, I think it could be something special. It's just not there.
0: No, and time will tell, but I, I'm you know, you had said you were wanting something to kinda come out and compete with Warzone and things like that. I'm actually getting to the point where I think Warzone's great, I think Fortnite's great, I think PUBG has its fan base and they're they're doing good numbers over there and people enjoy it. I'm kind of done with BRs. I'm, I'm an apex, you know, and I think we have plenty to go around that. I don't think we need anything new. Not right now. Maybe in a couple of yeah. years. But I would like to see Battle Royale's kind of take that break. They came, they they kicked ass, they did great. They're 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 still to this date. Um, on Twitch, if you combine all the BRs, they have that as the highest grossing numbers being watched on Twitch is Battle Royales. Um there it's just a shame that it seems like there's a new one coming out on Steam and other platforms every single month. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Some somewhere Cliff Leblin Cliff Blazinski is very, very sad right now. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember his? Do you remember that one? Yeah. Yep. What was it called? It was a uh, um, God uh, uh, fucking Heights. Something Heights. Uh,
1: so- yeah. 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 Let me see. Let me just Google his name.
0: Extreme Heights, maybe. No. Cliffy B. Br. Yeah.
1: Cl- yeah.
0: Uh, what was it?
1: You're probably gonna beat me to it.
0: Do 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 do. Radical Heights.
1: Radical. Radical. It,
0: it was terrible. It was fucking hor- horrible. It, you want to talk about a game that felt put together. <laughs> that thing was put together in a weekend by college dudes drinking beer and eating pizza. That's all it <laughs> was.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, Cliffy oh, B. Oh. Used to be the best. Yep. How the mighty have fallen. All right. What's next, Kev? Number six.
1: All right. A little bit of sad news here. Uh, this comes from Matt Kim over at IGN. World of Warcraft Shadowlands delayed. Shadowlands will not be coming out on October 27th. Blizzard has announced it's delaying the release of the date for the next major World of Warcraft expansion. Shadowlands! The next expansion will not be released on October 27th as originally planned. There is currently no replacement date announced in a blog post addressed to the World of Warcraft community. Blizzard announced it will make the difficult decision to delay Shadowlands to, quote, later this year, end quote. World of Warcraft executive producer John Height says that this was the, quote, right decision for the game, quote, and for our players, end quote. So, yeah, um, this says, quote, uh, over the last several months of testing, we've made significant progress iterating and polishing on the core features and gameplay of Shadowlands we are at a point where the zones and the campaign the level up questing experience and the story we have to tell are essentially ready to share end quote so they're ready it just seems like they're you know really trying to polish everything right
0: which i'm i'm happy for because battle for azeroth did not receive this much treatment to it pre-launch. Um, a lot of the community is pretty upset about this, but as long as it come, launches before the end of the year, I think I think it's fine. Um, if if this expansion changes kind of the meta and the way the game is played and, and so many things and offers what it's promising. Uh, it, it is, like I said, we may be looking at a future where they're testing the waters for wow 2.0. I don't know, but I, I do think that them, I think blizzard is starting to kind of not necessarily get back to where they were, uh, several years ago with where they really cared about the community. Cause now they're just filled by greed. Um, but I do feel that they are starting to listen better and, and, this delay just kind of proves that point that they're trying to to develop to to deliver a product that they don't have to patch so much once it's out.
1: Yeah, I mean, I obviously I haven't played WoW for a really long time, but uh, I know people that play WoW are really excited for this expansion. But I think them taking their time with this is is best. They don't want to launch and have it have issues. They want it to be seamless. And mm-hmm. you know what? If you got to wait an extra month or two to make sure that the experience is is 95. I'm not going to say 100 percent because I'm sure it won't be. Uh, nothing ever is really these days you know 90 to 95 percent polished and ready to go and you know the there's nothing is broken and there's everything works. I think this is good because I, I think you're right. I think they are kind of um, parlaying this and giving it more giving it a little bit more time because they know how big it's going to be for them. Um, And I I think it just shows that they have extreme confidence that the expansion will speak for itself.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I think, uh, I think we as gamers, not just me and you, but like gamers in general, they get caught up and I want it now. I have to have it now. They don't understand that video games take way more effort and time to develop than ever before. And uh, this generation, we're going to see the lo- a lot of delays. I think um, uh, it's it's hard, but I'd rather you know, CD Projekt Red delay Cyberpunk seven times and get a perfect product than paying sixty dollars for something that's broken or doesn't run well. And right. so uh, I think we just need to learn to have patience. Go play your backlog. I guarantee you everybody listening to this podcast and people out there in video game land have tons of games that they've played for that they have not finished. Go play some something one of those. If it doesn't captivate you, you shouldn't have bought it in the first place.
1: I agree with you, Joseph.
0: There you go. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> All right, uh, final news story. This has a little few bits and pieces. It has been kind of the drama in the news over the past week. Uh, This is about CD Projekt Red and their uh, crunch that they are currently going through. Um, So I'm kind of taken back by the title of this one, Kevin. Let's inform everybody kind of what's been going on real quick.
1: Great. Let's start with Jason. Let's, Let's start with Jason Schreier's article. Let me pull that up here and, and, and go from, so Jason Schreier, everybody knows who Jason Schreier is um, works for Bloomberg. Now uh, was at Kotaku for a long time. And he is one of, he does a bunch of kind of, uh, I don't really want to call them think pieces. Um, He, he, breaks he, he breaks, he breaks gaming news, right? I'm trying to be, as um,
0: non-biased as
1: possible, yeah. So he does. He's really the only journalist left in the games industry, to be honest. He's the only one doing any sort of of reporting that's not like, "Oh, Sony has a release today." But with that being so, said, he
0: does offer a very biased opinion sometimes. I'll I'll say it like I'm not I, really a fan of Jason anymore.
1: Yes, he definitely, definitely does. So he wrote this article and it is, it says Cyberpunk 2077 publisher owns six day, six day weeks ahead of launch orders. Sorry, orders six day can't fucking read orders, six day weeks ahead of launch. Polish video game developer CD Projekt Red told employees on Monday that six days, That six-day work weeks will be mandatory leading up to the November release of the highly anticipated Cyberpunk 2077 uh, re-ending on a promise to not force overtime on the product. Red, a subsidiary of Poland's biggest game company, CD Projekt SA, has been criticized previously for engaging in crunch, an industry term for excessive overtime in game development excessive overtime oh my god the prac i haven't even fully <laughs> read the article it's just okay the, the the practice often lasts for weeks and can stretch out for months or even years cd project red co-chief executor office uh executive officer Marcine iwaniski last year told gaming website kotaku which jason used to work for that the company would be avoiding mandatory crunch and was committed to allowing employees to work without overtime. But an account from a CD Projekt Red employee recently as well as an email to staff earlier this week indicate that the company hasn't lived up to its word. The employee who was asked not to be named discussing private information said some staff had already been putting in nights and weekends for more than a year. Uh, in an email, CD Projekt Red studio head Adam Badowski wrote that he was optimistic about the state of cyberpunk which stars Keanu Reeves in that they had just sent the game to be certified for release on Sony Corporation and Microsoft Corporation's Xbox. Uh, he now wrote that it was time to fix the game's lingering bugs and glitches. Starting today, the entire development studio is in overdrive. Uh, but Bado Bado Badoosky wrote, elaborating that this meant your typical amount of work day, your typical amount of work, and one day of weekends. The extra work would be paid as required by Polish labor laws. Many other video game studios don't pay for overtime. So I'm going to kind of stop it there, right? It goes on, and Jason editorializes here, uh, a bunch. And I, so basically, CD Projekt Red came out and said, hey, we're not going to, have crunch right we're not going to do crunch we're going to delay the game blah 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 and then they came out and said you know what in order to get this game ready to go we're going to have to crunch a little bit you're going to get paid um so for the next five to six weeks right you're going to have to work an extra paid day um and then the latest development after that well not a development but someone spoke out from uh cd project red it's a developer and his quote is, uh, let me find it here. I can only confirm what Adrian something wrote. Even if there are situations he described, it is my experience that game dev has relative solidarity in disrespect from top to bottom regardless of his position i must disappoint you game dev dev managers are not the proverbial capitalist exploiters who count money while smoking a cigar and look at the fragile developers (laughs) from time to time however this vision does sound picturesque so there are kind of two schools of thought here right jason schreier has been writing stories on crunch which uh, he believes apparently is the biggest crime to humanity um that people that <laughs> it's really hard not to be not to sound a little biased here. That, you know, people that through a pandemic have jobs and are going to get so C D Project Red also gives their employees uh a, a cut of all the total sales uh from their mm-hmm. first whatever. And that number per employee is averaged to be between forty to fifty thousand dollars of a bonus, which and that's U.S. Is, dollars. That's, that's in U.S. US dollars. dollars. So and the average
0: you, medium household income in Poland is five thousand
1: dollars. It's unbelievable. Like these guys are making an insane amount of money working for this developer. I highly doubt any of them are really that upset about working more paid days when they have a huge bonus coming their way during the middle of a pandemic where jobs have been lost all around the world. It's pretty to me, I guess the biggest issue that I have with it is that Jason Schreier pretty clearly to, in my opinion, uh, silences anyone's voice that does not agree with him. He does not hear any other perspectives as even if they are respectful, he truly believes that he sits on a mountain of morality and he what he says goes in the gaming industry on twitter he's been silencing people who have had legitimate respectful gripes with the way that he has handled and written this article it's just pretty it's pretty weird to me that this is the way it is um over there and 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 look I don't want anybody to work longer than they have to work. That's not what I'm saying. And yes, I do understand that here in the United States, we have a very different work culture than the rest of the world in the sense that people work themselves to fucking death here. Um, and that's kind of, this country was built on hard work and determination and those things. So yes, I I I do understand that the rest of the world may look at this as something different, but Speaking from someone who has worked that many hours in a week, speaking from someone who has worked weeks without days off, not getting you know, I, I don't have a I don't know that I have a bonus coming or any of this stuff. I'm just working this much to keep my head afloat and and to see the, I mean it's just it's a little egregious to me personally looking at this and being like, okay, so they've gotta work let's let's say worst case scenario, they work an extra sixty hours. You know, over the course of it's 10 hours a week, right? Let's say they got a 10 hour work day, because you know, things are so horrible over there, apparently. And I just I can't, I can't buy that it is as bad as, as it seems over there. I, I just can't. What about you? Uh,
0: it's, it, they're not going to get any sympathy for me. Right. I mean, I've been a paramedic for the last, I've worked in EMS for the last 10 and a half years. Um, I've missed birthdays. I've missed funerals. I've missed Christmases. Uh, we all pick a career that we chose. Um, I, nobody is saying that video game development is easy. Nobody is saying that video game development should be taken lightly. Um, but the majority of people that are complaining about this are not even the people that are involved with the development of these games. Like you know, people from Naughty Dog that, are, you know, they, there were stories about crunch with The Last of Us 2. There were stories with Rockstar and uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 as well as GTA 5. Now we have stories of CD Projekt Red. Um, I'm sorry. These are these games. Those three games that I just mentioned are massive AAA games that have amazing detail and mechanics and everything in them. It's going to take time. It's going to take a long long hours to develop. I can't imagine how hard it is, but it's like the article states they're getting, they're being very well compensated. Um, they're also doing a job that a lot of people in this country would kill to have. Um, they're also, like you said, in the middle of a pandemic and are lucky to have a job right now. Most of these developers own PCs that are, uh, quite capable of allowing them to work from home. So, uh, to be able to, to have to put in a little bit extra time to make sure that the game is as good as they want it to be, um, that that's on them, man. Like they signed up for that. They, they didn't ask to, you know, have less hours. They knew what they were. These guys have developed the Witcher three, right? That took a long time too. And so to sit there and say that they're just completely mistreated, I don't know the in and out working environments, but I guarantee. God, well, goddamn, damn will guarantee that it is not that fucking bad. There are nurses that are working right now that have not gone to go home in months that are traveling in some of these high uh, populated pandemic areas that are working as travel nurses. Now, granted, they're being very well compensated. Some of them are making close to $100 an hour uh, because they've been gone for so long because they are traveling. But at the same time, they're doing a job. I'm not trying to discount anybody's job that they do. Everybody has, every job exists for a reason, right? Every job in this country, whether you're serving fries at McDonald's or president of the United States. Well, I think a server at McDonald's is probably doing a better <laughs> job than that person is right now. But my point is every job has a purpose and I'm not trying to demean anybody's job, but let's chill the fucking breaks about bitching about making video games during a pandemic.
1: Please. That's all I, I, mean, I it's ask. So, That's all I ask. It's... These guys, you when you go into the games industry, you know that crunch and long hours are a part of the job. They come with it, and you know the argument would be, "Well, Kevin, they don't have to be." And it's like, "Well, okay, but let's think about so many other careers and so many other jobs where you know it is part of it because there's no. There, I, I when I was in New York and I was catering, not the same, but." I would work 16 to 20 hours sometimes if I left the city to cater an event outside of Manhattan. I would drive I would drive a 15-passenger pass- a van at around 6 o'clock in the morning out to Long Island and I would be there until about 3 in the morning and I would drive back and as I drove over the Brooklyn Bridge, I would see the fucking sunrise with 15 people sleeping in the back seat because we've all worked this really long day. And you know what? I didn't complain because I took the job, and it's part of the job. If you want to make the money and do the things and work in a catering industry in New York, you have those days where you work twenty fucking hours, and you get fed shit, and you're treated like crap. But you know what? I made a good penny that day, and and it's just I can't, I just I can't, I can't get behind it. I really can't. I would hate to see if Bloomberg, and I've worked for Bloomberg. I've I've worked extensively in the Bloomberg building in New York, so I know how they run their business. I mean, there are people there when I'm in. Or I would get in at five, four thirty in the morning sometimes to open up for breakfast and different things, and there were people there working already. And then you know what? I'd be leaving around six, and I'd still see those people there. It's an eleven-hour day. You know what I mean? These people work really hard at companies all around the world. It it I, it's pretty it's pretty incredible to me that this, this level of kind of, I don't want to say ignorance, but it's, it's definitely choosing to not see it, see a story from all sides. And I'm not, I don't want to force anybody to work that, that doesn't want to. Right. But at the same time, come on, people, come on.
0: Uh, It's, it is, it is ignorance because it's totally like not, respecting what is happening in the world right now. Like who gives a, f- like at the end of the day, who gives a flying fuck if CD project red gets delayed uh, or uh, cyberpunk gets delayed, who gives a fly and fuck if CD project red is working an extra day a week to help get this game go gold, which by the way, it is gold now last week. Hey, guess what? They're done working on it. <laughs> like, for the right. most part. like, And so uh, it's gold now. It's getting ready to launch. Uh, the, the thing is, is this this whole article, this whole argument, everything that I've seen in the games industry about crunch and Twitter is just so unaware of the... It's, it's almost like, hey guys, who gives a fuck? Because some real shit's going down on the world right now. And there are people that have like not seen their families in months because of the pandemic and you, you kind of need to chill like healthcare provider, healthcare providers, first responders, um, essential employees. Like there, there's people that have been having to work at fucking Walmart every day because Mm -hmm. people have been buying toilet paper out the ass that they don't fucking necessarily need. And there's people working at Walmart making 10 something dollars an hour that have not got to go home and that are working 14, 18 hours a day. I don't want to fucking yep. hear you bitch about making video games. I'm sorry. I don't either. I just don't. Yeah. I, 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 don't I have no respect for those articles at all. And Jason Schreier, like he's like, Oh, congrats to the hardworking. Uh, I hope that you're well compensated for this game going gold. Like he's still like p- fucking beating a dead horse over here. Like shut the fuck up. Shut up. Yeah, because you're 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 contributing to that problem. You're the reason why people are talking about it. You're the reason why we're sitting here talking about it on podcasts where it's really not that big of a fucking deal. People are asked to work and people it just it just seems very off base and out of touch with reality of what's going on. Any any other time? Sure. If you want to talk about that, we can have these arguments, right? Like back when Rockstar had the thing with Red Dead Redemption 2 and Crunch, we weren't in a pandemic yet. So yes, you can have that argument then, but to have these arguments when people are literally dying and busting their ass to keep people from dying is kind of fucking stupid.
1: Yeah. It's, it's tone deaf. It's tone deaf for sure. It's I mean, I incredibly tone deaf at the base, at the base level, it's tone deaf. I, I believe. And I, I know that Jason Schreier is wrapped up in this world and he just wants to break news and, you know, and expose I get it. He's, do, he's doing
0: his job. He's doing his job. But the thing that people need to realize um, the majority of video game players are uh, there's a lot of healthcare providers. There's a lot of first responders. There's a lot of essential workers that use video games as a release from the bullshit that they've been having to deal with for the last 18 months. And you sitting there reporting about how the people that make these games aren't getting treated fairly and they're, and they're, and I'm not trying to take away from that, but it is incredibly tone deaf to the
1: point that it's like, Hey, I just want to play a video game. Can y'all shut the fuck up? And you know what? We haven't really heard a whole lot of C- uh, a lot of CD Projekt Red's employees come out, even anonymously, no. and say, "Hey, it's really bad here." No, they're like, yeah. "Guys, we're working on a game that's going to be one of the best games of the generation. It's going to be something that people have been waiting for for years. For our next installment, we have we are a highly heralded studio, and we've been working our ass off, and we want to they want to make sure the game comes out and is polished and is as good as it is. And you know what? I just you're gonna have that on your resume forever. You're gonna be mm-hmm. if you don't like it at CG, CD Project Red. Guess what? You can go somewhere else and say I worked on fucking Cyberpunk and I did this and here's my work. And just about any game studio is gonna to want to hire you. Apps of fucking luckily, there are people
0: that are going to be making studios because they have on their resume that I was the art designer for CD for Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Like, you know what I mean? That's what happens. That's how that's how CD Projekt Red got started. There were people working on other games that branched off and made these great studios. So, this game is going to not just birth uh, opportunities; it's birthing jobs. So, shut up. Yeah. Ugh. So, oh. That is it for the news. I think we've vented enough about that. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Jason Schreier, you can eat our shorts. We're going to move on to our main topic. doesn't matter. He's never going to hear this. So,
1: And even if he does, yeah. eat my shorts. <laughs>
0: yeah, fuck em. Okay, so we're going to go into our topic of the show. And me and Kevin originally, we're going to talk for about 45 minutes on um, – the first next-gen game that we're going to purchase. Uh, We're still going to do that, but there was some uh, breaking news on Twitter yesterday, and it's kind of been developing over the last couple of days, and you may or may not be uh, pertinent to it. Um, Rooster Teeth is one of the biggest, uh, I would say, internet communities out there, um, as far as like gaming and pop culture goes, wouldn't you say, Kevin?
1: Yeah, they're probably the biggest, right?
0: They're definitely up there. I know uh Penny Arcade has a huge following because of packs and things like that. And um Rooster Teeth, for those that don't know, is based out of Austin, Texas. Bernie Burns. Um, there was another guy, and then Jeff Ramsey from Achievement Hunter basically started Rooster Teeth many, many years ago. And it it is a uh it's actually a subsidiary of Horner Brothers. Um and they have multiple, I guess, branches as you would call it rooster teeth kind of they they tackle like your pulp pop culture and things like that they do they have different types of podcasts Uh, they used to do what i think one thing that a lot of people in the gaming community might remember rooster teeth from they started the online series red versus blue and for those who don't know what red versus blue is it was a um a Animated Hello. short, yeah, animated short set in the Halo universe, uh, because if, you've, if you're familiar with playing Halo, uh, there's the red team and the blue team, and um, when you do the Spartan online play, and so they, they started with that, making funny videos, and that's kind of how it popped off. Um, they also have two, their two main branches uh, uh, that both actually deal with video games. One is called Fun House, and the other is called Achievement Hunter. Uh, achievement hunter is normally headed up uh by guys like uh jeff ramsey uh ryan haywood um michael what is his last name they have quite quite a few guys but those those are some of their main guys on achievement hunter and then uh, for um funhouse you have guys like uh Adam Kovic, Lawrence Sontag, Bruce Green, although those latter two have left, uh, James and Elise Willems. Uh, Elise Willems, uh, formerly of Game Attack. Um, there was some news that broke yesterday on Twitter um, where Ryan Haywood was involved in a scandal to where, and with the details that we're about to give, um, we're going to ca- kind of keep them to a minimum because things you're kind of getting, it's crazy out there on the internet with Reddit and separating fact from fiction. Uh, but Ryan Haywood was uh, recently involved in a scandal that got publicized where he, uh, this was, this incident took back in place in 2017 and he was basically sexting a fan who was 17 at the time of the incident and he was 38 years old. He of course is married uh, was basically practically cheating on his wife. Uh, there are allegations out there that he may or may not have had sexual encounters with multiple fans. Um, like I said, I don't know what is all fact from fiction. Um, and also, at the same time that this was happening, uh, Adam Kovic of Funhouse, uh there was a snap, uh, release snaps on 4chan, 4chan, right? That's how you say it, 4chan? Yes, 4chan, yep. And it was, that's kind of like the big leak website. Uh, It can get pretty crude from things I've heard. (laughs) Yeah, It's like probably like the deepest, darkest back alley of the internet is 4chan from everything that I've heard about it. Um, But there were leaks of nudes of Adam posted first. um, And then a snap got released that was from Adam to a fan, allegedly a fan, of him having Sexual intercourse, which with a woman, which is presumably his wife, most people are assuming because it looks like it may have be taking place in Adam's apartment. Um, But the camera is set in such an angle that it's it's believed that she did not have consent to this being filmed. Um, There were derogatory terms directed to the person he sent this to, Um, and basically he he did this without his wife knowing. Uh since the, these allegations have came out, Rooster Teeth, as of yesterday evening, uh, posted a statement on their Twitter. And they both, uh, Adam Kovic and Ryan Haywood, both long-standing members of Rooster Teeth, have been fired and let go. Uh, Rooster Teeth put out this statement that states, um, Our code of conduct is meant for everyone in our community to follow. And that includes our staff and anyone who works or partners with Rooster Teeth, we have parted ways with two employees whose conduct did not reflect the values we strive to uphold in our code of conduct. Uh, We are adjusting our programming accordingly moving forward, and we thank everyone for their support and patience during this challenging time. Um, We bring this up tonight as part of the podcast because... It, it, it's not so much as dealing with video games, but it is part of a gaming community. Uh, that's mainly what Rooster Teeth is. They hold a RTX event every year uh, down in Austin where uh, they have many panels, many millions of fans come um, to kind of give you numbers of how big these channels are. Uh, Rooster Teeth YouTube channel has 9.3 million subscribers. Funhouse has 1.67 million subscribers. And Achievement Hunter has 1.63 million subscribers. So not little channels by any means. They've developed quite a huge following and a community of fans. I, for one, am actually... uh, That's kind of one of the reasons I've gotten into podcasting, especially gaming. I'm a huge fan of Funhouse. Uh, I was a fan of Adam Kovic. Um, and that's kind of why I wanted to bring this up on our podcast to talk about it. I know Kevin really doesn't follow Funhouse that much. He knows who they are um, because they've collaborated with some of the people that he follows. Uh, but I know you're not really that big of a fan of them, are right, Kevin?
1: Well, it's not that I'm not a fan. It's just I haven't. I honestly haven't watched a whole lot of their content. I have seen things here and there, um, but I, I never watched consistently enough to to be like, oh, okay, this is so and so, and that is so and so. Um, but i do i did for a long time follow a lot of the uh, the content on kind of funny and i know kind of funny does a lot with rooster teeth and they're even help they use their website and stuff like that for merch i, I don't know exactly how that agreement works but they have some sort of agreement with rooster teeth so um
0: yeah one of the one of the subsidiaries to um uh... That fun or the rooster teeth tried to create. Um, It still exists, but I think they've kind of backed away from it uh, because their own channels do so many videos that they stopped putting them up there. But they used to put, they used to have what's called a Let's Play channel. And they invited kind of funny to be a part of the Let's Play family. Um, For those that don't know, that's pretty much how me and Kevin became friends. Um, If you're new to this podcast, me and Kevin have never met in real life. We've met through an internet community, Uh, we used to be fans and. And I, I guess for the most part, we still do respect the kind of funny community. Um, we've kind of drifted apart from some of the ideals that they uh, cherish and things like that. But it's not like that we have any ill will towards anybody in the kind of funny community or any of their fan base. But that's how we met. And um, kind of funny is a subsidiary of their Let's Play community. Um, gotcha. And what that means is all their all of Rooster Teeth's subsidiaries were allowed to put videos on the Let's Play channels of all their video games. Um, and kind of funny was in that um but yeah funhouse be- added became with them after they left at Ad- uh Adam Kovic James Willems Bruce Green Lawrence Sontag um they used to be the found- they were the founding members uh, Bruce and Lawrence have since left funhouse but they started funhouse from um uh they used to be on, on a channel that is actually now revived, but owned by Rooster Teeth, but it used to be owned by Machinima called Inside Gaming. It started with Adam Kovic, uh, was a big fan of Halo, and started a YouTube channel called Inside Halo that was a subsidiary of uh, Machinima, and it evolved into Inside Gaming, and then they moved to Rooster Teeth and became Funhouse. Uh it's been they've been Funhouse, I think, for the past five years. I think they started in 2015. No, 2014 is when they started. And um, I've been a fan ever since. And if if you're listening to this and you don't know who Funhouse is, you should go look them up. They're really funny. Um the sad thing is most of their funny stuff involves a lot of the people that are no longer there now, including Adam Kovic, uh, for these reasons. Um, but this is just kind of the thing the topic I wanted to bring up, Kevin, is What both of these bit men did, neither one one of the things they did are considered illegal. Um, Kovic kind of more on the more towards the illegal side because uh, some of the photos of him, um, if you're listening with younger people in the car, if you haven't kind of turned them away right now, they might be the time to do so. Um, Adam, uh, some of the pictures of Kovic showed him it was no mistaking that it was done in the office. There's photos of him masturbating inside of the Funhouse offices uh, from everything that I've read. Um, aye, 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 a lot, yeah. a lot of the photos are being uh, fought to be removed. Obviously it is a breach of privacy, but at the same time uh, you can't, you can't do that at your workplace, man. And, and I, I'm not saying that these guys did anything illegal. It was just more on the immoral side and you can get into a morality issue if you want. I mean, I'm a big, Fan of stand-up comedy, fan. I have uh, not necessarily defended Louis C.K. for the things he's done, but he just did some weird stuff. He didn't like Bill Cosby, anybody, right. um, and I'm not going to get into any of those things. But it's what I want to talk about, Kevin. Is me and you started this podcast because of being a part of a community? Mm-hmm. How crippling do you think that these actions that these men have portrayed? are going to be to their, their community, their said communities.
1: Oh, it's going to be devastating. Um, the, the community is going to take a a, probably a long time to come back. I mean, to compare it to, you know, kind of funny, when Colin left kind of funny, it of course was no real scandal or anything like that. It was more of a mutual parting of ways, but kind of funny has never been the same since, um, they have kind of, floundered um with content in a way uh the content is still good it's not it's different it's it's not the same and the community has been divided from people who were defending colin and people who kind of weren't who didn't like him and it divided the the community a ton and i think this is Probably going to be the same way uh, for the Funhouse Rooster Teeth community because both of these guys are very prominent figures, and they didn't. You know, it's tough when when they cited the the code of conduct for their community, and they said that extends to us. Uh, that you know that shows a pretty a pretty intense ownership of um, of what they believe and what they stand for, and I I, I respect that. Um, I think that's that's huge and to these guys who are doing stuff like this um, when you're when you're a personality when you have a little bit of power when you have um, a voice and people will do things for you or to you or whatever the case may be um, because of the money you make or the influence you have don't be sending your your photos um out places it's just a just a terrible idea if you're gonna cheat on your wife don't leave a paper trail like that don't i mean it's just and and we're not trying to
0: tell people how to cheat on their wives or anything but this is just for all intents and purposes not intelligent if you're gonna take photos
1: of yourself in your place of work i mean this shit is just it's so it's so stupid and it it's so and I think that for me is really when you texted me last night and I did a little bit of research on it and and I was just like, you know, if, if this happened in private and he cheated on his wife, they wouldn't have fired him. But if Mm-mm. this stuff is happening in the office and it's happening and with community, with like with people in the community, with with someone who allegedly is underage, whether or not she told him he was 18 or 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 whatever, you know, all of this stuff is just It's just a bad look. Yeah, it's not not good
0: for PR, right? Right. Um, We don't know who... We do not know as far as everything that I've read. And frankly, we don't need to. um, But we don't know who Adam Kovic was sending his snaps to. uh, But we do know that the the woman that... uh, I believe she's now 20 or 21. um, She had ended up saying some fairly sexual things to through Ryan Haywood's Twitch channel. Um, and then there's a chat log on their Snapchat of the things that were said. Um, you, of course, can go look all this up. We are not going to be discussing anything that was said in a chat log on this podcast. Um, <laughs> we, I feel like personally, we've already kind of discussed too much, but I wanted to kind of bring the listener in because even though they are a big community, you people may not listen to this podcast, may not know who these people are. Right. Um. You know, people don't really know who we are. But <laughs> right. Um, but the things that Ryan was sending, it, it got very lewd. Um, the things that she was sending back were very lewd as well. It's, it, it was kind of like a, it's a two way street. Um, 17 for those that may live out of state of Texas. I do live in Texas. Uh, it is the age of consent in the state of Texas. However, I did see somebody on, uh, Reddit. Uh, they made a good point. If nude photos were sent, it is illegal to have photos of, Nudity, underage under age of 18 yeah period across the uh, across the united states so who knows if there is going to be some kind of legal investigation into ryan haywood's case um I don't know. Uh, both men have both came forward on their social media, Twitter accounts, and issued statements. Um, they've obviously, uh, Ryan Haywood has not done it yet, but I, Adam Kovic has completely locked his account. He's stopped following everybody. He follows nobody, and he's completely locked his uh, every every social media account. Uh, Ryan Haywood's uh, stated on Twitter, I made mistakes. Actually, I'm going to read his second, because it does di- di- dive into a point I want to make. Uh, Adam Kovic stated, Kovic. COVID. It's in the air, so it's kind of <laughs> it's, it's similar. Um, this feels surreal to write, but as of today, I'm leaving Funhouse. I can't tell you how grateful I am to have been a part of this group, and I'm sorry I've undercut its legacy with my stupid actions. I'm sorry to my coworkers, my friends, but most importantly, I'm sorry to my wife, who I love with all my heart. She has been nothing but good to me, and now she's having to deal with the mess I've created. I wish my head was in a place to properly talk about this, but it's not. Maybe in time. All I can say is in the last few days, I have been an unbelievable breach of privacy and peeling back of my life. And it would be one thing if it was isolated to me, but I've dragged others in. I've destroyed long friendships and upturned the life of the most incredible woman. I know healing takes time and these scars run deep to save the most valuable relationship I will ever have. I need to change. I need to be better for her. Jess has always been there for me and I hurt her. If take it, it, if it takes a lifetime i'm going to fix this her li- her love means the world to me i'm the one to blame i'm the one who messed up i'm stepping away to get help salvage friendships and above all else restore the life i have damaged take care of each other adam so we could talk about this real quick i i like the transparency I feel like it was a little bit too soon. Um he he kind of just needs to go away. Um I, I follow Funhouse. I follow everybody that's a member of Funhouse, especially the main core uh which is right now it, it, as of today it is uh James and Elise Willems. Uh they're married. Um Alana Pierce who used to if you if you know uh, if one thing people know, might know about Alana, she used to be a part of IGN. Uh she was on uh, their PlayStation podcast Beyond. Uh, Until she left to go to Funhouse, Beyond. Uh, And uh, I I missed that. Um, (laughs) One thing, too, about Alana, too, this is the second time she's worked in a workplace that has had uh, sexual misconduct take place. And when she was with IGN, um, there was a member there. His name was Vince. Help me out, Kevin. You know who I'm talking about. Incognito. Vince that's is that was his Twitter name, but right. Uh, he, he had an Italian last name. He got involved with a scandal of sexual harassment and had to leave the workplace. Uh, there was also m- something to this day. Nobody knows what happened, but something happened between Marty Sleva and Alana Pierce. Marty no longer works at IGN. And they used to do a podcast together that all their videos have been taken down. So this is the second time Alana has worked in a workplace, uh, where sexual misconduct has happened in, um, the thing that kind of gets me about Adam's t- tweet is I do like the transparency. I feel like it's a little bit too early. People are still too mad at him for what has transpired. Um, the th- The thing that kind of irks me about this, because, and I'm just, the only reason I'm speaking on this, what I'm about to say is because I am a fan. I am a member of the fun house quote unquote community. I have been to events. I have seen Adam Kovic live um my one of the my wife became a fan of funhouse because uh, she owns funhouse merchandise because we enjoyed watching them one of the things we did with our friends is my friends sat down one night and we played mario and dark souls And we'd made a drinking game out of it because of the what we saw Funhouse do. So I'm speaking on this because I am a fan and I am hurt by Adam because it does suck that somebody that you follow and you look up to uh to do such lewd and crude behavior. I get we all have skeletons in our closet. There's things that I've done in my life that I'm ashamed of. Everybody has that. I totally get that. But the point is when you are in the spot like that, like that, spotlight like that, you can't. Conduct yourself in such a way. I'm not saying that he needs to be perfect. I'm not saying that anything he did was legally wrong, but it's just, it's not a good look. And to come out this quick and say these things and the, the quote that he says in there has been the last few days have been an unbelievable breach of my privacy and peeling back of my life. Well, dude, you put it out there. You are snapping for what all intents and purposes seems to be a fan. You'd have, maybe you did. I don't know, but from everything that I've seen, it seems like this is a stranger that you were just kind of, you know, getting your rocks off to by texting and sending these, these things. Now I may be wrong. Maybe Adam does know this person and maybe she just decided to out him. And in that case, yes, it is a breach of his privacy and trust. Um, But why are you doing this stuff in the office, man? It's fucking weird. And you know, Rahul Kohli Rahul Coley, do you know who he is right the actor yes. that's on i and he's fixing to be in the what's the netflix uh the part 2 of uh, the haunting of bly manor yes rahul has made a lot of content with funhouse he's friends of bruce green and he's uh, bruce when bruce was still with funhouse used to invite uh, rahul to the show and they would make and collaborate and do content together uh, he tweeted he just straight up said fuck adam kovic um rahul is I don't know. I would probably consider him a a B
1: tier celebrity. Um yeah, like
0: B minus. Cl- B minus. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like he's he's in things that are in television and Netflix and and he is a star, right? You have a celebrity tweeting about you. And that like it's just I feel like he should
1: not have made these statements yet. Am I wrong about that? I, you know, if he he i don't know man it's it's kind of weird because it seems like none of these guys like this kind of came out of the blue yeah it seems like this very kind of weird anybody. timing mm-hmm. um and and you know if they're good people and and you know they did they made a mistake or two mistakes or whatever it is you know that's that's one thing but it's just it just i don't know whether he should or should not be tweeting about it i think i think to some extent You know, I think the the breach of privacy is there um, and it's unfortunate, but when you live a public life, you, you know, your private life tends to become public um, and especially when you do dumb shit. So that's something that it comes with the territory, right? Let's say our podcast blows up, you know, and and we, and we do really, really well. We're going to have some sort of public persona and, Mm -hmm. and that public persona we have to be very careful with how we handle that because we have loved ones. We have all kinds of things that our actions, our words affect. And the, you know, to sit in your office and, and just it, man, at your workplace, yeah, at your workplace, yeah, go it's... to McDonald's, man. Go, you know, go to, go to <laughs> Torchy's Go to the park tacos. at three o'clock in the morning, you know, You're do in, it in your bathroom. Go down. Go down to Lake Trash. Well, he's don't you know, Get your rocks Funhouse fun hau- fun is in L.A. They're based in Los Angeles. Oh, they're in L.A. Okay, so it's Rooster yeah. Teeth. That's okay. Well, I don't even know what people do in L.A. You know, walk around <laughs> the street. Uh, you probably won't get arrested out there. You know, it's just uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty incredible. Uh, I I think the ba- the bad thing about it is and
0: and the re- reason reason I think that there may be more obviously there's got to be more to it. Um. Lawrence Sontag, who was an ex-member of Funhouse, and Rahul both kind of got on each other's Twitter pages and were commenting things uh, to each other that basically suggests that there was probably some type of beef between before. um, As soon as this broke, uh, James and Elise Willems have both tweeted uh, sincere Twitter posts that kind of show that they are very hurt by this. They're upset. They're angry. Um, so it, yeah, Adams, Adams ruined friendships because of this. Um, I think the thing that hurts the most, um, like I said, there is no confirmation that his wife did or did not have the consent, um, that was, uh, about the Snapchat with him and presumably her, uh, she has completely deleted any picture with her husband from her instagram um which tells me she did not have give consent to this
1: <laughs> um, yeah that's a pretty telltale sign
0: yeah and and so i think that's the worst part about it i think the members of the actual members not the community but i think the members of funhouse are are feeling upset for her and because that's like imagine if i did something like that with my wife like just put that out there for the it, you, even though you sent it to one person, you're you're you are Adam Kovic as of this podcast has three 343.7 thousand followers on Twitter. I think that's two hundred thousand less than he had last night. I think a lot of people obviously unfollowed him. Um but you ha you're that big of a public personality. What are you fucking doing? Could you imagine? If I did that with my wife and she not she, her not knowing about that or you with your girlfriend and and her not knowing about that, that is like that's that's beyond creepy. And especially to be married with somebody to do that. That's a huge betray of trust.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty. Egregious. And that's
0: that's the disgusting thing to me is I I in the office thing, that shit's weird. Like, I don't understand that at all. Maybe because it was a fan, they wanted to have that 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 um cohesion right. to to put two and two together but the the, the 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 betraying of his wife is kind of fucking absurd to me yeah it's sad it really is um moving on to the ryan Heywood tweet the reason i tweeted or not tweeted the reason i'm holding this for uh to talk about next I'm not really that big of a fan of Ryan Haywood I'm not really that big on achievement hunter um I know a lot of people are uh but Ryan's tweet states I made mistakes and will be leaving rooster teeth to focus on rebuilding my family and life I'm sorry to anyone I've hurt I do want to say empathetically emphatically, that I never did anything illegal the consequences of my action are mine to deal with please stop harassing and threatening my family Now, I say that, I read this one because I'm going to play devil's advocate for a minute. Knowing what you know now, Kevin, about these two men and and the things that they've done to their community, their fans, their family, their friends. Was there any type of illegal behavior between the two? Number one, that's my first question.
1: I don't know. Um, I don't, I don't. (sighs) Just based off the info that you have. Based off of the info that I have, I I don't think so. I mean, the photos to the seventeen year old would probably be the big one. Um, yeah, that that to me, like you know, masturbating in your office is weird, but probably not illegal. Um, get you fired, but not arrested. Um, the whether what what he knew whether she was eighteen or seventeen or you know what that gets a little hairy. I don't really think anything's gonna come of it um but it's borderline right and that's kind of enough for a a community or a uh definitely an employer um you know grounds for termination and and funhouse and Rooster Teeth need to move forward because these guys are probably going to be floundering for a while
0: yeah I, i i don't see any of them being able to come back into the uh public spotlight in any regard regardless if it's video game related or not um the second part i wanted to talk about ryan's uh tweet is i want to play devil's advocate for a minute the consequences of my actions are mine to deal with please stop harassing and threatening my family i think that's a good point that he actually makes he's the the problem in this um if anybody's making threats and we know how the internet can be hell, we've seen game developers in the past couple of months get threats because the last of us wasn't a fucking good game. So we're going to threaten people need to chill the fuck out. We, we have become as a society and a culture, we are so entwined that just because, and maybe it's because these guys I would consider like C to D tier celebrity status, you know, because of the right. communities that they have in the, the following, we as people have become so attached to people's personalities that we think these people are our fucking friends. I'm not saying me and you in general, but you know what I mean?
1: Yes. They become part of your routine.
0: Yeah. They become part of your routine. They become part of your life. So I totally understand how people are affected by this. It's the same when a celebrity comes out and it gets outed for uh, a me too movement or something like that. I get why people are upset. I get why you don't want to be a fan of the things that they may or may not continue to create i totally am with and support whatever people want to whatever emotion you want to carry into that because i i not so much towards ryan uh because i wasn't that big of a fan of them but adam kovic it it, it did suck like i've met him i've went to panels for him i was a fan and to to hear that i i am upset about it but never in my life have I ever thought you piece of shit go fucking kill yourself kill your family (laughs) like Right. I don't understand that reaction that people have to have. I don't understand why that is people's go-to. And maybe it's because they're warriors behind a keyboard. They, they're not saying this to their face because obviously, you know, none of these people would ever say that to their face. No. But the, we, we, we get too, I think people get too caught up and they get too attached. These people are not your friends. They don't care about you. They, they have their own lives they're making content to entertain you they're, they appreciate every fan that they get. but I think I don't know I, I just feel like we how do you how do you fix that issue?
1: I don't know that you do. I mean that's the egregious and vile shit that people say on the internet is just that's part of the internet. yeah it's it's just I don't people just have sad lives and sad people live sad lives and that's they take their anger out on other people because they can it sucks but that's it's a little bit of what you sign up for you know and and it shouldn't be that way being a public figure doesn't mean that you should every time you post a picture of yourself someone says fuck you go kill yourself you know um but that's unfortunately the cesspool of the internet that's why i've deleted a lot of my social media accounts because i'm i'm just sick and tired of seeing it i'm sick and tired of 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 it just takes up too much mental space you know um and it's it's sad it makes me sad yeah it's 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 become a very hate and vitriol
0: uh field thing (laughs) hi ellie my daughter's knocking at my door (laughs) Uh, my wife's trying to cook dinner uh but yeah, it's very hate and vitriol filled and, and uh, we need to be as better as people like. And the thing about it, like, especially the gaming community, I know as gamers, as quote unquote nerds, uh, there is this stigma that people have. Um, and, and it, it is true. In some cases, there are people that are loners that are uh, very socially awkward that don't have a lot of friends. And so I understand when something like this happens to, because they like I've been to these events and I see people in the community that you know probably don't have a very good social life outside of the internet and gaming and those things like that so to those people I understand that they're hurting and you're losing one of the few quote-unquote friends that you have but um, and and to those people I, I know there's a quite moral minority maybe moral majority of people that are reacting off of emotion, but I think a lot of people are just trolls and just being assholes too. Yeah.
1: I think that's a lot of it. So,
0: um, I know they'll never hear this, uh, but my, my, I, I can't imagine what, uh, people like James and Elise Willems are going through that, uh, where James worked with Adam Kovic for over almost 15 years. Um, and his wife, Like, good God, I can't imagine. I I hope the best for those people, Ryan and Adam. I I don't want their marriages to be ruined um, because I am married and I meant what I said when I said I do Uh, till death do us part. I believe in that. So hopefully these guys can get help, whether it needs to be professionally or not. Um, I just wanted to touch base on this because I am a fan of those communities. And I know there are people out there that are fans of other communities that you would hate to you may not like Rooster Teeth or Funhouse or Achievement Hunter, but I feel like people um, there are people that people would be shocked if they found out something like this. And so we just kind of wanted to touch base on that. Um, we're going to go ahead and move forward now, Kevin. Yes. We are less than what a month and a half a month. Yeah. A it's, month it's like away a, month and a
1: week or something. Yeah.
0: I literally Saturday will be a month because the 10th of October is my birthday. Uh, so the November 10th will be the launch of the Xbox series X uh, the November 12th, two days later, will be the launch of the
1: PlayStation 5.
0: Kevin, I want to know, what is that first next-gen game
1: that you're going to purchase? So, the first next-gen game that I'm going to purchase is going to be probably... You're saying, like, the first first. The first
0: game. The game that you get with that fucking shiny new console.
1: It's got to be Spider Man. It's got to be Spider Man, Miles Morales. Um, Tell me really, why. I, I'm just excited. I really enjoyed um, Marvel Spider Man when it came out. Uh, I was actually living in New York at the time, so it was it was pretty cool. Uh, but I I just I love the mechanics. Um, I love swinging through the city, and I love Insomniac, and I think they did a really good job. So I'm excited was- to kind of see the extension of that with Spider Man, Miles Morales. So-
0: Sorry to interrupt real quick. Was no, Hell's Kitchen Was Hell's Kitchen in the, the Yes?
1: It was. That game? Yeah. So did you uh-huh. go to your apartment? Yeah, I tried. So I was they so they in uh in Spider Man, they skip, I think it's two blocks or three blocks. So each block like it's not, you know, one for one, but it's it's kind of close. And I lived on 42nd and or 43rd and 9th. And there wasn't a 43rd, but I stood on the building that like would be where my apartment was, which was pretty cool and looked around and, you know, it's pretty similar. Um, I lived on pretty close to the West Side Highway um, over there, just a couple blocks over. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it was it was pretty surreal playing that when I was in New York. So it wasn't one to one, but it was pretty close. Yeah, it's so they they skipped blocks, um, and they skipped a couple. Um, I think which is it understandably not... slow, so, yeah. understandably yes. why. Um, and they think was it Harlem that wasn't part of the game? There's, yeah, there's I think Harlem borough. was excluded from
0: it. Mm-hmm. Because so... I, I
1: think, well, no, I'm pretty
0: sure you go to the uh, the Apollo. I'm pretty sure the Apollo Theater is in it.
1: Let me see. Um, Maybe not uh, Spider Man, New York City.
0: While Kevin see. looks that up, I am very uh, excited for Miles Morales, too. I got the platinum trophy in uh, the 2016 or was it 2017, 2018, 2018 was when Spider-Man came out, um, which that's another crazy thing, too, that Insomniac is basically able to turn in, turn around and make this Spider-Man game in such a short window. Now, granted, it's not a full fledged game and they are using a lot of assets, but the fidelity and. The engine's a little bit updated and it, it is what, how much they said it's going to be like a 15, 20 hour game. Yeah. Right around there. I and, and that's, that, that's plenty. And to, for Insomniac to do that while developing Jack and Daxter at the same time, that's incredible.
1: Yeah, they, I mean, so I'm looking up this stuff here and it's uh, this article from Polygon sucks. Um, well, it's polygon so but it's it's as a native new yorker uh the most it's the most accurate new york city in a video game so far it's not a replica uh the main flaws are the lack of the sorry i have to click on this now um are the lack of the many skyscrapers narrow roads uh lack of construction ads park cars etc on the street in the real manhattan that stuff's everywhere more dense it's a lot more dense so it's you know they basically had to take out a lot of the density um, of the city, but Which it, it's that. a really, yeah, of course you can't do New York one for one. If, it, if you've ever
0: just... been to Manhattan, if you're listening, if you've ever been to Manhattan, you know that there is construction on almost every block. There's those, those about waist high walls that have yep. the, you know, the orange and white tape on them. Uh, there are certain, there are complete blocks of Manhattan. that are just vacant. I remember walking down uh, a very populated area and then I took a right on a block and there's nobody there's nobody because yep. the block is completely shut down
1: yep it's i mean new york's a it's a crazy fucking place um it maybe it's my favorite we'll do... town in the country i love new it's, york i love it it's a it's a great city um there are so many awesome awesome things about new york city uh so i kind of want to go back you know i i want to go back and experience it and and uh i'm gonna get the ultimate version so i'm gonna get the original spider-man with the updates as well and i'll probably work my way through that but that's probably the first game i'm gonna get it's what bundled you? right it's bundled it, it right? is if you buy the ultimate edition
0: and that's what you're getting right you're getting it, that it yeah i'm gonna buy it. the ultimate edition so yeah. it now does the ultimate edition come with a digital ps5
1: Mm-mm. no i
0: gotta download that
1: so I'm just going to buy so, it. Separately. So
0: no, explain, explain. Okay. Okay. Cause I was like, I think the bundle only comes with the disc drive version,
1: right? Yeah, no, no, no. It's not a bundle. I'm just getting the, the regular, uh, discless PS five. And then, uh, I'm just going to buy it day one and download it.
0: I'm going to, as most people know, I mean, we, we, we said this because I, th- we're both going to get the Xbox series X eventually. Um, but, uh, i'm getting a launch game that comes with the ps5 as well i'm getting demon souls like you know me you love i love my souls games yep i can't wait to play
1: that fucking game i'm gonna just beeline through that i'm gonna try to get it beat in a week that'd be really great i'm so demon souls i was kind of on the fence with that's gonna be a, a probably a stretch one for me
0: i i would wait till it's on sale for you
1: yeah that's probably what i'm gonna end up doing. Um, Destruction All-Stars is another launch game that looks really fun, and I probably won't pick that up right away, but it's probably not even in my top three or four, because I I think after Spider-Man, I might do Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk.
0: Uh, I was going to say, one. both of our number twos, a week later after launch of both of these consoles, November 19th, Cyberpunk 2077 launches, developed by CD Projekt Red, of course, the developers of the fame Witcher 3. This game has been in development since 12 or 13. And as far as concept, we didn't get a trailer until I think 2014 or 2015 um so it's been a long time coming it's very highly anticipated
1: what it what are what are your expectations for cyberpunk kevin oh i think it's gonna be i think it's gonna be pretty incredible i i i'm just i'm excited to see it running on a beautiful new system i mean i just i want i want to experience an open world rpg without the jank of a bethesda game you know what i mean like i want that first person kind of i i I just can see myself spending hours and hours and hours i think the most exciting thing for me is just to to be amazed by the tech and the ray tracing Mm -hmm. and the load times and um I, i i'm i'm just excited to see the console in action you know that's that's my that's the thing I'm looking forward to most. Yes, I'm excited to play these games, and, and yes, I've been waiting for them for a really long time, but I'm just much... I want to get the controller in my hands. I want all of that. Like, I I want the full experience, and I think that, you know, I think these games are going to be really well-equipped to do that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm with you on the tech. I think... This game is probably going to have, I'm sure on console on series X and PS five. Um, it's going to have its issues. Certain. I'm sure it's going to have frame drops. I wouldn't be surprised if certain areas. Uh, parts of the game are hitting around 30 frames per second. Um, just because of how ambitious this game is. Uh, the Witcher three was a very ambitious game. Very beautiful game. Still today, one of the most beautiful games I've ever seen. I have it on PC, and, and I can't wait to replay that because I'm going to try and go for the Platinum once it... I was going for the Platinum on PS4, but they announced, obviously, if you own the Game of the Year edition on PS4, you will get the upgrade to... The PS5, knowing C- CD Project Red for how much they give a shit, I bet it's going to have more features than what I had on the PC version. So I'm holding off and, and, and Witcher 3 is just an, a phenomenal game. For a game that came out in 2015, it's still probably in my top five of best looking video games I've ever seen. With that being said, Cyberpunk is going to blow the Witcher 3 out of the water. Yep and i think I, it's very ambitious so i'm i think that's my my main concern not concern but my main question is how how ambitious is this how how smart is the ai how 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 is the draw distance on a console how how are the load times uh, the the map recently got leaked and it looks very very large um it's 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 a fictional city called night city uh but most of it is a very huge metropolitan area um, I, I'm, I'm anxious to see how many NPCs can fit on a screen at the same time while maintaining a 60 somewhat FPS.
1: Is that even possible on PS5 and Xbox Series X? I don't know. We'll have to see. So right, those are all the things that I want to see too. Especially with Spider-Man, I want to see what they've added to New York. I want to see. Um, I want to see how quickly Miles Morales can move around the the world and the spaces. Um, you, I, I want to see all of that. I want to see the, the new particle effects. I want to see draw distance. I want to see everything that there is to see in these games, you know, and, and, and there's always an expectation when the new consoles come out that they're going to be, you know, perfect. And they're going to be just everything you've ever dreamed of. And then, you know, occasionally there's always a little bit of, well, you know, uh..." and I've been a little worried with, not being, not seeing the UI on either of these things, really, and and not seeing a whole lot of um, different little things. Like we talked the other day about streaming on on these, or a couple weeks ago about you know how what the, what's the stream infrastructure going to be like, and what's this going to be like, and that's all the nitty gritty stuff that really makes a console great. Because mm-hmm. I was sending a party invite to my friend today. We were playing Warzone. And I send him a PlayStation party chat and it took him, I'm I, I am not exaggerating. It took three minutes for him to go see the notification, click on the notification, wait for it to load, click that he wanted to be, join the party, wait for it to load, and then come back into Warzone. It, I mean, it was, it was insanity. Um, and I just hope, I pray that the PS5's UI is better than the PS4's. Yeah,
0: same. I, I have I can't tell you how sick and tired I am of being mid-game and you send me a party invite or vice <laughs> versa and I hit the goddamn PlayStation button on my controller and it, the screen will just load forever. And I'm hardwired. Yep. It doesn't matter if I'm on my Wi-Fi or if I'm hardwired. It just fucking takes forever. And and I, God damn it, giving me
1: that solid-state drive. Oh, God, I can't wait. And I think, so I'm going to, you know, the the other game that I will play on ps5 is probably gonna be Call of Duty Cold War um, mm-hmm. black ops and and as well as we're gonna jump back into destiny there's about zero question so about that th- that was my that was my number three yeah and I, 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 I'm very excited to jump back into destiny with you and grind and and have it be 60 Fps and beautiful mm-hmm. on my 4k TV I can sit on my couch and yeah, have that a game's beer. gonna be amazing. When and that happens. Because
0: I, I like playing it on PC, but I don't have anybody to play it with on PC. And I can't and I'm sure eventually when our, our friend Matt gets a PS5 as well. Uh, he that was that can, was the crew. It was me, it was me, yeah. Kevin, and Matt run it running strikes. And I, I'm sure we'll get the gang back together and um we're oh, getting the band be back together. That'll be really fun. But yeah, I'm just excited to play those missions and things with you on a smooth, buttery sixty FPS four K.
1: Ooh, Destiny Ooh, since, is an amazing game. If stuff. you
0: if you're listening to this and don't play Destiny, whether you, a you hated Activision, whether I yeah, it's it's literally free to play right now. You can play everything, even the new expansion that's out because Beyond Lights fixing the launch is free now. Go download Destiny 2 if you haven't played it. Now, granted, if you own it on console, it's gonna run like shit. It this, the they've added so much shit that the frame rate is pretty poor. But it, if you have a PC or just download it for free when it comes to PS5 and Xbox Series X. Download it and give it a try. It is one of the better game probably, in my opinion, best games as a service. The Battle Pass, quote-unquote, that they offer every season actually is the most useful Battle Pass in any any type of microtransaction or seasonal pass that I've ever seen um, because everything that you get uh, can help your character. Now, it's not pay to win. It's not, it's not helping you beat in pvp but there are things that help you get these resources to help you in, increase some of your uh, uh equipment for for the pve side of the game and and it, it is probably the best well done games as a service it's probably better than world of warcraft at this point honestly what bungie's wow. doing with destiny great great things that bungie has done with destiny in the last two years
1: yeah, uh it's it's a fan, it's a phenomenal game and and uh, we've been saying forever we can't wait to jump back in. Um I'm I'm also excited and and interested to see what Overwatch does with all of this. I don't know what's going to be ported and what, you know. I I just I I want to know what's going to be updated for PS five, what's going to be optimized, right? They mm-hmm. they came out with the PlayStation five collection game list, right? And I know Xbox with the Game Pass, the the people are testing Game Pass. People that have dev kits for the Xbox Series X um, have been testing it for a while now with games on Game Pass, and they're seeing immediate improvements, even though none of those games are supposed to be optimized for the next gen. Now, I want to see what if if this, I mean. Do you think the PlayStation Plus collection is going to be since it's releasing with with Playstation Five? like is God of War going to conf- better framed has- no,
0: no, I don't think so. I, th- I think it's going to be uh, proprietary to the PS locked it, whatever it ran on the PS4. You're just going to be uh, able to download because it's not it, because when that game is developed and, you know, it's made for PS4, it's made to where you can't adjust any of the menus. Maybe they will. I think there is going to be obviously there's going to be a Horizon Zero Dawn for PS5. There's going to be a God of War for PS5. There's going to be a Last of Us Part 2 for PS5 and Ghost of Tsushima for PS5. With improved frame rate and fidelity and blah blah blah, on um, as far as the new service goes, no, I think you're going to be getting the the PlayStation 4 quality port of it. Um, now, with that being said, I, I do think that's going to be. Have they said that that service is going to be available at launch?
1: I yeah, it's going to be available at launch. Yep, and it, and that and, and that's great
0: because there's a lot of people now. Granted, the PS4 is the third highest selling console of all time. It did twice as many units as the xbox one but there are xbox owners that are going to be picking up a ps5 that did not get to play games like bloodborne the last of us the last of us part two ghost of tsushima and those games aren't on there yet but like god of war horizon zero dawn the last of us part one uh days gone a lot of uncharted four persona persona a lot of these exclusives That's great to have that available at launch on that service. I think that service is going to do great. I recently just subscribed for a month just to see because I hadn't I hadn't used it since it came out and it was only $9.99 for a month. So I resubbed to PlayStation now. Now, this is interesting to me. This was not available at launch. There are games on PlayStation now that it is very similar to Games Pass. You can download it. You're not just streaming it. Did you know that? Mm, No, I did not. So the new game during the newer game that came out this year, Greedfall, that was developed by the indie studio spider. You've yes. seen that. Um, that is available for download metal gear, solid five um, uncharted Four, the bigger games, the first doom uh, the order, 1886, a lot of, a lot of games, bloodborne are available for either stream or download on PlayStation now. So, and what's crazy about that, Sony hasn't advertised that at all. No, it's they very it's very similar to Games Pass in that regard that you're I'm paid. I paid 9 for one month and I downloaded Greedfall to my hard drive. It's not uh, streamed, but it, I'm not paying for the license. I just have it unlocked. Right. And that is essentially what Games Pass is. So I don't understand why Sony isn't advertising that at all. That blows my mind.
1: I mean, maybe they're just waiting to kind of drop everything at once. Yeah, that's maybe, kind of if, what I'm what I'm thinking, right? If if you're
0: listening to this podcast and you're a PlayStation Now subscriber, uh, write into Remote Gaming Podcast at gmail.com and let us know because I just don't know off the top of my head has that been a feature for a while that the larger uh, third per- or not third person, but the larger single player games are available for just download because I don't know if it is like Rocket League, all that stuff is there. On PlayStation Now to download, not just stream, and that's what they advertise PlayStation Now as is just a streaming service because you can stream like you know the PS3 games, PS2 right. games that are on there, uh, which those are not available for download. But anything that is a PS4 running game, you
1: can just download it to your hard drive. It's it's an exciting time to be a gamer. I mean, these new consoles are, are extremely close. Um, they did the breakdown of the PS5 uh, a couple days ago and um, pulled it apart, and it's got really beefy Wi-Fi on it, uh, beefier Wi-Fi than on the Xbox, and a couple other things that people didn't really know about, so... We're still learning things about these consoles, and I'm sure stuff we'll learn even you know uh, with a couple weeks after uh, that the consoles do or don't do or you know who knows. Uh, it's the it. There's nothing like booting up a new console and playing a game you've never played before on it. That's just one of the greatest things I've experienced right is when you get I can't even remember what the first game was that I played on PlayStation 4 um, but PlayStation 3 I remember that su- that when I got it I got um, MLB the show I played uh, I, I got all the sports games back then so I had NHL and then I had a couple other like Sony exclusives I think Uncharted I bought with it um, yeah
0: the PS4 launch was kind of sad it was I played Resogun um, there was some other in it, it was like that whatever that isometric top-down like zombie game is yeah that that was a launch game and then i think destiny one was the first game i played on ps4 like there was a triple a game
1: yeah i remember playing i played a lot of destiny one i played because so much vanilla sim- destiny. simultaneously yeah with ps3 I played and a PS4. lot a lot a lot of destiny one
0: but you know the the thing that uh kind of sticks out. You were talking about when they had the video that released of the PS five being kind of broken down and torn apart. There is a video on digital, uh, digital foundry right now, which whom I love. I love digital Foundry's videos. They yes. do a phenomenal job over there of, of deep diving into to software and hardware and explaining things for simple minded folk like myself. Uh, but one thing that it's doing, they, they basically stated in, in the video where they were comparing the tech that's in the PS five teardown is that it, the graphics card is comparable comparable to a 2060 Ti, which is a last-gen, not last-gen, but the last NVIDIA series cards that were released. Um, it's a pretty beefy card. It's on the more... Let me see. I think a 2060 Ti. It's very expensive. It's more expensive than the cards that are fixing them out. Right now, a 2060 Ti is $359 on Amazon. Whew. It's it's a very beefy card, uh, but it's not as good as, like, the 2070 or the 2080. I think they said that the thing that's in the Xbox Series X is more comparable to the 2070. But let me tell you something. A 2060 Ti or a 2070 to run games at 4K60 for your television is perfectly fine. And I've said it time and time again, people will try to f- start these console wars we don't give a shit. We're gonna own both. I don't care which one's more powerful because the games are probably gonna be negligible. Yes. But people need to like the thing that sucks that Digital Foundry did this, this ignites that fuel, right? This is like, oh look, the, the PS5, it's not even good as a 2060, and that's the that's the cheap card from the last Nvidia series. And it's like, who gives a fuck?
1: It's gonna run games just fine for your right. fucking TV. Yep. And you know what? Nobody seemed to care that the Xbox was more powerful than the PlayStation. And it happened to this generation too. It, it's just yeah. it, people want to play sold, games where like, they want to play games. The PS4, I think has sold over 112
0: to 120 million copies or 20 million units. Xbox hasn't released their numbers, but the original Xbox was more powerful than our Xbox. One was more powerful than the base PS4. The Xbox, siri or the xbox one x is more powerful than the pro they've done people have done the numbers they they think there's a roughly 50 million xbox ones in the wild including all ske- skews so ps4 outsold it by a wide margin almost double digits who nobody gives a fuck they want to no. play the games yeah and granted, we're not trying to get into a war again. I think Xbox series X is going to have phenomenal games. uh, games pass is a hell of a deal. If you are undecided on which to go through, we can't, we can't stress enough that Xbox is the better deal because of games pass. But that being said, there are going to be the Sony exclusives. Those are always going to be there. And, and so, and you know, the next GTA, there's rumors that it might be a year timed exclusive for the PS5. Um, so who knows Buy what you want the point is both of these consoles are going to be running games just fine i'm not worried about whether it's performing on par with a 2060 or a 2070 who gives a shit it's going to be fine for my 4k tv <laughs> exactly <laughs> so. right, kevin are there any other games that you're super excited about
1: i mean let me see to pay with that... play within
0: to play on your new system before christmas
1: I, I'm gonna definitely jump back into Persona 5. Um, I know that. Nerd. Uh, I really I really wanna play through that. It the game is so fucking
0: I know, good. I know. I, need, I I should I should try it. I may it's try just, it when I get that service.
1: Yeah, and that's what that's where I'm gonna play it. Is I'm gonna play I'm gonna play it on my PlayStation 5 on my couch and do that. Um, Godfall looks interesting. I'm gonna wait on Godfall yeah. to see the reviews. I'll of course boot up Fortnite. Who's not gonna boot up Fortnite? Um, but if 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 I have to choose another one, it's gonna be the Destruction All Stars. Um, I'm that looks I very cool. Like I'm anxious. That.
0: I want to see real
1: gameplay of that. Me too. I think they're waiting, and it's honestly not a great sign. But I, I, like Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I don't care about Devil May Cry Five. I don't no. really care about No um, Man nah. NBA Two K. Eh, Observer System Redux. Eh, Watchdogs. No, Pathless. Probably not um so yeah that's that's kind of that's kind of where i'm at is that there's like four or five games i'm really excited to play um that will take me a long time who knows maybe i'll even platinum spider-man um this time around because i i got lazy last time i'm like three trophies away and i just haven't gone back in to pop them um let me see yeah and destiny obviously destiny that's gonna be huge destiny can't wait yeah Same, same. It's going to be exciting. Uh, Write
0: in and tell us what you guys are looking forward to most out of Next Gen. You can reach us at remotegamingpodcast at gmail.com. I want to give it another shout out to Trevor and Josh. Thank you so much for writing in this week. It really helps us. Helps. uh, We we want to grow this brand. Uh, I'm going to say it every day. Plug this to your friends. <laughs> Get, give us listens. We want feedback. What do we need to do yeah. better? What do you like? What do you not like? Do we need to be longer? Do we need to be shorter? Do I need to shut the fuck up? Does Kevin need to, you know, s- post nudes in in his place of? Yeah. work? No, no, don't do that.
1: Don't do that. <laughs> from right here in my in my home office. <laughs> I mean, that's
0: that's probably fine. Whatever you yeah. want to do, Kevin, from your home. I'll go back. I'll go are... back when I go back to the restaurant or something. I'll start. <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't do that. No, I definitely will never do that. Very unsanitary. (laughs) Uh, We just, but we, we, we hope that if you are a member of the communities that we've talked about that, you know, uh, don't for one, don't, don't send hate to people. Um, No, just, just because you're a fan of somebody doesn't mean you know them personally and what they're going through. We all have skeletons in our closet. We all have uh, issues that we need worked out in therapy. Probably. Um, I definitely do. So, just, just, be good to one another. Um, try to be kind and yeah, be good. Sucks. Be kind.
1: That's it. Be, be good. That, be kind. That's all it is.
0: It, the golden fucking rule. That's all yeah. you have to do. It is not yep. that hard. Wear a mask and be respectful. Yeah. I'm Joseph King. I'm Kevin Corkum.
1: and we will see you next next week. time.